Okay, now introduce Gur. I go. I usually go last, but I'm Gur. <laughs> we don't even remember the <laughs> order. I'm I'm Val. And they call me Log, the Devil's Mystery. Mis- the final member. <laughs> the Devil's Welcome. Mystery. It's another it's another fantastic episode of the Where Do We Begin podcast, and uh, tonight we have all kinds of topics and and merriment and mirth to share with you. Uh, it has been three months since our last episode. Since our last episode was with recorded and released, it's been a long time. We got a lot to talk about. It's been like a little summer time capsule. The review. It is. It is. It. This is the episode of the summer. We're going to mm-hmm. talk all yeah. about. We're going to talk about the sun. We're going to talk about the beach that we didn't go to. It is literally the episode of the summer. There will not be another episode of this <laughs> podcast recorded in summer I of twenty twenty. Summer. Summer goes. Summer goes into September. So, like, if we do an early September episode, uh, maybe, yeah. You know, that's fucked up. Summer should end when September starts. I think. I. I think it's dumb that seasons go into months what? that are that are not attributed what? to those seasons. You, September what? is the fall to me. Like as soon as it's early September, that's fall. August is fall, practically. Like really? No, August is summer. August is the hottest month. June and July are summer months, and that's all I know. Yeah, you're out of your mind. May, June, July—that sounds like summer. August, August sounds like tree leaves turning orange and red. That's wild. What? You're what? wrong. I mean, you're wrong. That's literally incorrect. It sounds that like that, don't, don't it? It's not. No, no it that's September. Like that. Think about think about the words and how they feel. That's when that's when that's when the burrs start. When the when the burrs start, that's when the leaves come down. That's you got September, October, November. The word August does not convey when. Uh, fall Indiana tomorrow. was like that in August. I'm, I'm August serious. sounds like hot. August sounds like hot and heat and ice cream and, like, and It sounds waves. like, oh gosh, it's hot outside. August sounds cold. The word August sounds colder than many other months. You know, I kind of agree. The fuck are you talking? You're crazy. As somebody who lives in Texas where it's like 100 degrees every fucking day during this month, I would be down with summer just kind of being the beginning of June and then that's it. And it just goes away. <laughs> it's like really hot. It's like 90s for a couple weeks and it goes back down. Oh, cry me a fucking river. I'm sitting over here with my fucking 113 degrees when I step outside. Choke to death as soon as I step out the door. Just bring a just bring a wet towel and douse yourself. You can't blame us for all the sin making Vegas hot. <laughs> yeah, get further away from hell. There's so much less sin here than there usually is, yeah. though. Yeah, it's hot because you're closer to hell because all the sin and the debauchery. Girl, I promise you that once you start being a good boy and you stop all that sin, and it'll cool down. The I devil, the devil's gaze, the, the devil's gaze wrong. will go elsewhere and it'll cool down. The magnifying glass will turn away. <laughs> <laughs> imagine God holding an. I ho- imagine God holding a magnifying glass up to you specifically, like he's just trying <laughs> to like burn he's you. Burning an ant. Yeah. Yeah. Just you specifically. That reminds me Die, of Master uh, Gur. Of uh, I. I don't know why, but out of nowhere, I was like, I'm going to look up who's been struck by lightning more than anyone else on Earth. And there's, <laughs> the, there's the guy who was like a park ranger who got struck by lightning seven times. And lived? Yeah. That guy can do a fucking electric wind god fist. You need to let those animals die. After the third time, he started getting so paranoid that as soon as he heard thunder, he would just like hide. Then how did he, well, he didn't follow his own advice. How did he get struck four more times? Is there science to it? Like, is the fact that he was struck and survived, did it, like, electrocharge his body in a way that, like, attracted more lightning? There was science to it in that he was a park ranger, so he was always outside, and he was a park ranger in Virginia that has, 
like a shitload of thunderstorms. I guess. Damn, I would look for a new job after, you know, the second lightning strike. Yeah, this story doesn't end happily, unfortunately. There's never been a man that deserves superpowers more than that guy. Like, come on, he needs some abilities. Give give the man some abilities. It seemed like by the seventh time he got struck, he just kind of didn't care anymore. He just... He, he told the story, like, he got struck by lightning and he turned to go to his car to fetch the water that puts out his hair that caught on fire yet again. And uh, he got <laughs> struck while he was fishing and noticed a bear was trying to steal his fish on his way back to his car. And he ran back and hit the bear with a, with a branch. Holy shit. This dude's kind of badass. It, he was. Do you think maybe he had, like, some kind of weird, like, genetic predisposition like yeah like was he like some some sort of like natural electromagnetism that was attracting bolts of lightning yeah he just was a living magnet like yeah your blood is just iron i don't know how it even moves through <laughs> your body not even a liquid that was like a family matters st- episode you guys what? ever watch family matters no probably like one episode ever there's an episode where like I guess they had, like, multiple plot points, but one of them was that Steve Urkel kept getting struck by lightning, and he figured out it was because there was too much iron in his blood, so he ran all of his blood through a dialysis machine that he built himself. That sounds like a horrific, like, like body horror sitcom. <laughs> sounds like a very easy way to get yourself killed. Family Matters was fucking crazy. Have you seen Dark Urkel Tribute? That's that's the only thing I've seen of Family Matters. That's my entire frame of reference. <laughs> I never watched much Family Matters, but I did know that it devolved into the Steve Urkel show. Out of all those sitcoms, it was it originally wasn't the Steve Urkel show, huh? It was more about Carl Winslow and his family. No, he was just like the neighbor or something. Yeah. Steve Urkel wasn't even in the family of Family Matters. He was their neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, it was the kind of thing where it was just a breakaway hit and the exec saw it and was like, we got to make fucking Urkel plush dolls and t-shirts and hats and put him in every episode. They can't get enough. The 90s had Urkel fever. Out of all those sitcoms, out of all those, out of all the sitcoms from that era, Family Matters had the best theme song. By far. And then, By far. And then Urkel, he became Sonic. When you get down to it, though, it's like they kind of had to do it. They fucked up because they didn't have, like, the best character in the family. And so they just had to, they had to do it. Like, it's not, it's not like Fresh Prince, you know, where, like, every character was good. Like, Family Matters, I feel like it was Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel. And, like, that was the show. See, if that's the thing, they should have just made a spinoff. Like, fuck it. And the original show, have a spinoff. Have a spinoff? Have a spinoff where it's five Urkels. Have a spinoff where Urkel clones himself four times and it's a house of Urkels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, we're back. I hope you enjoyed one thirty seconds of Family Matters talk because now we're we've had to restart the episode. Uh, we had a little problem. Uh, my recording software crashed uh, and we we then talked for about 20 minutes. So we lost a big chunk of discussion. We talked about Rogue Legacy 2. We talked about Fall Guys. We talked about Steve Urkel. It was really funny um, and really insightful. You'll never hear it. You'll never hear it. Just imagine it. I was dominating the conversation, right? I, I swerved it into Family Matters and started talking about One Piece. Like, it was... it was. Hey, uh, give me some credit. I brought up Igor M. It was 10 minutes of Logmore precedence. And we lost it because Wayne was being a little snake. 
I don't know what happened. <laughs> it didn't, it, it, the program, okay, so to, to be fair, to be fair and genuine, I have a strange recording setup where I use OBS to record my audio because I already have like a very good noise gate set up in there. Uh, and normally if OBS crashes, it fucking tells me. This time, nope, it's just, it just wasn't open. Just wasn't open. I just looked down and I saw that the 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 little button on my start bar didn't have a line under it. There is no more button. Bye bye. All right, listen, listen, listen. Don't ask any questions. I need, I need fan art of Nico Robin from One Piece going. Did I do that? <laughs> no context given. You just have to trust us. It was really you'll, you'll funny it at the time. You one day you'll realize the true nature of this request. Yeah, I need a Urkel and One Piece question. Yeah. It has been quite some time since we've recorded a podcast, and a lot of stuff has happened. We've been playing a lot of games. The uh, we we did we've done all kinds of streams, all kinds of great content for you guys. But podcasts have been getting neglected because we've been working so hard on other stuff. Uh, we put together a very fun production a few weeks ago uh, called AI Adventure Call, um, spearheaded uh, by our by our fantastic dog producer Trog. Woo! Thank you, Trog. You did an Thank you. you did an amazing yeah. job. I just want to talk about it a little bit. No, I'm into it. Yeah, Trog. Trog had the original idea to do something along the lines of Adventure Call from Limmy Show, uh, and uh, I and he and he was talking about setting something up and doing it on his stream. But I was like, I like, I tugged on his shirt, and I was like, Yo, yo, let me buy a costume. Let me let me play a character, and then we we turned it into a much larger production. Uh, and uh, it became, it was fucking huge. It was awesome. In case you don't know what Adventure Call from Lemmy's show is, it is a series of skits in which Lemmy, who is a comedian who has a, a comedy sketch show or had a comedy sketch show, dresses up like a fantasy man and hosts a call-in program where you must best a dungeon. Is he like a satyr? He's like a bard. <laughs> he kind of looks like a satyr. He's more of a just a general bard or a minstrel. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. just like a dude. But um, so that was the idea. I was I, like, I had like we all we all love those sketches. Those sketches are great, and um, we also happen to all really enjoy AI Dungeon as a concept. Oh yeah, um, and it's I feel like game it of the year. Just, it was pretty obvious to me to just be like, why don't we just do that? Like, why don't we just combine these two funny ideas into one? And mm-hmm. and so the idea was born. And then Wayne bought a bunch of dumb bullshit on Amazon that, like, honestly, whenever you put that costume on, you transformed into a different human. It was, like, scary. <laughs> it was awesome. You didn't look like you. It was my, it's my favorite costume that I've put together yet. I've done a ton of different costumes. I've done a ton of different costumes for like little bits here and there. We there's the cave, my, like my fucking my closet. Honestly, I love stocking up on dumb costume items because my closet is just full of shit. I could put together like so many costumes by combining them. Uh, there's a caveman. There's the I. There's not really a vague term to describe what the Fushigi freak is, uh, but <laughs> there's that. There's the Mor- Morpheus like Morpheus like individual. There's uh, I ha- I have face paint for like a robot costume. I got a morph suit. I got I got a knight's outfit. There's a costume in there I can't tell you about yet. The like all kinds of shit. The and but this costume, I think the number one thing is like when we had this idea. I think the first thing like when we were in the voice call that we all marveled at was like I think someone said Wayne, you should buy chainmail, and then it began. Yeah, the the, the chainmail was the 
it was the centerpiece. It was the it was like the the main clip that held it all together. Uh, and then Scorpy found the beautiful five dollar goatee. <laughs> that that thing I think was the real centerpiece, if in my opinion, it worked with the chainmail. Th- those two together is what transformed me. The gems on the crown, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, it was really good. You know, I I forget. I don't really think about how easily accessible Lemmy is now. I wonder if that I wonder if these clips have like gotten to him in any way. I highly 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 doubt it. I will 100% admit that it was like that 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 was not an original idea. That was two ideas that already existed that I thought it'd be fun to combine. I I 100% give the original credit for that that inspiration to those Limmy show sketches. I've talked to other streamers and like other people who like are have like we've set a trend. I think we've set a trend. Like I've seen people more and more people stream AI dungeon, and and like but We're they say the like ones. there's bigger streamers than us that do it. Well, but nobody's doing anything like AI Adventure Call. That was that's true. That's unique. We're raising the bar. I've talked to people and they're like, yeah. At the end of the day, it is a text adventure. I wonder if we can make it more exciting. Hey, we figured it out, <laughs> and we have other ideas that we haven't even done yet. The like. The, the 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 thing with the thing with like the, the reason that like while while the idea is a hundred percent Lemmy's the reason why it's like we, we like our spin on it is like valid and justified is like with 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 the adventure con Lemmy show those were like skits we put on like an actual like essentially what would have been an episode of a TV show like it was like a three hour long thing rather than just like a showcase of like their really funny gags. And I don't mean to downplay Adventure no. Call. That shit's I mean, still it's, hilarious. It's completely different, right? Because the Adventure Call skits, they are skits. They are written. It is a script. The the AI dungeon thing, it by the nature of AI dungeon, it cannot be pre-written. Like we we basically went into it with like, okay, we're like all of the contestants are gonna kinda have like their own mini bit that they're doing but there's it's all improv like everything we do basically it's all just improv in the end so it's different enough that it's not like we're ripping it off it's an homage the only gag that wasn't improv was the tuna <laughs> the tuna oh, yeah oh, the, the, tuna. The, the grand prize like we were joking about like i think it was supposed to be beans at first like because because we've been watching legends of the hidden temple and Legend oh, yeah. Tuna was the prize in Legends of the Hidden. It Temple. It was Leg- Legends of the Hidden Temple was like uh, we we've been watching we we were watching it at one point occasionally. And that show, if you lose on that show, which most kids do, your prize is so fucking sad. They give you like a book with a holographic cover or like a can of tuna. Genuinely, a can of fucking tuna. Here's a backpack. Enjoy a backpack. Shoes that might they have a plastic strap on them instead of Velcro. Like it's just Were <laughs> <are> you <laughs> Did anyone else hear that? Well, yes, I what was, was like who's strangling a cat? Bub, you were like holding in a laugh and it, we just were like uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> My laughs can get pretty fucked up. You charge them up. Uh what what was that? What was the slogan for the shoes? Like, what wasn't the slogan like "Get ready to devolve" or some shit? Yeah, it was like "Time to mutate." It was "Time to mutate." <laughs> yes, it was "Time to mutate." What the 
It's like that's a terrible slogan. Typical nineties. And it, it was literally just it was just a sneaker for kids with like a zip tie on it. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure it was just a zip tie. And then the so the slogan was time to mutate and the and the video, the commercial was like it was like a stop motion of just a kid standing in like a walking position and just moving with the stop motion. Yeah, and I think like I think it was like Scorpius. Scorpy said, "Like, yeah, if I saw that when I was a kid, I would think that like that was a shoe that that made it so you didn't have to pick up your feet. Like, you could just do that." <laughs> I thought it was those rollerblade shoes at first. Yeah, like Heelys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say with the AI adventure call thing, we were we were you know Lemmy show and just like call in shows in general, and then also yeah, we've just been watching access. like a handful of '90s game shows. At the time, we, we mm-hmm. were like, we were watching Supermarket Sweep and Legends of the Hidden Temple, and I think Gak. Did we? I didn't watch Gak. I think we watched a, a couple of, or Gak, that's what it was, not Gak. In the past, we used, to, we used to watch the shows that were like more akin to like the fantasy type shit, like like Nightmare. Like, oh, which, yeah, if yeah. you don't know what Nightmare is, Nightmare is probably oh, one of the funniest things to ever air on TV in earnest, which is like, it's a show where kids would like they would put a bucket on a kid's head and make him stand in a room with a green screen while other kids would guide him through the green screen room yeah i've never heard of this show oh you didn't watch those with us they put a child in a diving bell and the other ones have to have to provide direction via like intercom we have to rewatch those we have to rewatch those it is a very british take on the nickelodeon type game shows for kids where it's like okay we could build an extravagant set or we could just green screen everything and use matte paintings. Well, but then the kid just sees green. Well, okay. Well, you know, maybe we have like people in green suits jumping around and just, we just tell the kids beforehand that, you know, Hey, listen, it's for the show. You're only going to see green, but just use your imagination. No, let's just put a bucket on their head so that they don't see <laughs> anything. Like, <laughs> it's like literally a bucket. It's they can't they can't witness it. It's actually a bucket. Like it might have some like paint on it or something to make it look like a helmet. It's supposed to be a helmet, but it's yeah, like but it's, it's like the, the, the kid can see out the bottom like a bucket. It's just incredibly funny because like. Because of this, the, the, because the kid can't see anything and it's all green screen, they're like in very dire situations during the show. Like, yeah. like you walk into, like they walk into the wrong room and they're, they're like, their skin evaporates or something. It just shows like a little animation of like skin <laughs> going away from a head and leaving a skull and the skull explodes. It's like, oh, the kid doesn't, like the kid's just standing there. You know, yeah. like, like if they, if they lose, they, if they lose, they're not even going to know they're going to like fall off a pit, but they're just standing there. And then his guides are like, sorry, Jimmy, your face melted. Exactly. It's a combination of like the kid with the bucket on his head has no agency, right? It's like, yeah. okay, it's the kid with the bucket on his head. And then it's like, their three friends, like looking at a little CRT monitor with the computer graphics on it, trying to like direct them. So it's a combination of the kid with the bucket could be dumb and also, it's like kids trying to give directions, like like little it's great. Kids, like small kids, not like I would say probably like grade school, right? Like first through fifth grade. 
you will have the child like the ch- the only capable in a child error where like the guy the, the British guide kid will go like left left and the kid will just clearly obviously step to the right like they're yeah. just like there's both there's both an inability to create directions and an inability to process them in the correct way it's been a long while since we watched that show but I distinctly remember had this happening a lot they'd be like okay Daniel you're you're in a room with and, and with with lava underneath and you've got to pass this bridge but it's not a straight shot so I'll be guiding you okay move, step to your right my right or your right <laughs> what do you mean yeah yeah like they they could they they could never translate that difference like it was so difficult uh this is actually starting to sound familiar i think I think I'm like on the cusp of remembering exactly. You what definitely watched this with the you should with those. We should absolutely rewatch these. It's been long enough. Normally, when we have ideas like for a good thing to put, like a good production to put on, we keep it to ourselves. But I'm going to say this on the podcast because if if this ever happened, it would be a long time from now, and most of you will forget. But I want to just do nightmare. Like you if want to if do we could nightmare? no no because let's say okay let's say we all go let's say we all go to Vegas like. We could just rent like a giant green screen room like Germa does and just do nightmare. Like we just have that to make the true. assets. The it would be so fucking funny. Especially that concept, but with like our sense of humor and it being adults, I think would be so now, good. would it still be fantasy based or would you pick a different setting? I think it has I think it has to be. It has to be fantasy. I think that's to be determined. To be determined. I think I think fantasy is the funniest though. I think it should be. I think it should be Star Trek, but you have a bucket on your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good! There's a Romulan ahead. Aim your phaser to the left. No, no, a little no to the Other right. Uh, no. My left or your left? Uh, uh, That'd be good someday. You have to reach the engineering room. It's not a straight shot, though. There's just, like, holes in the floor. Like, it's the Star Trek Enterprise, but there's just... Like, that's the kind of obstacles that the kids in Nightmare had to face. It wasn't just, like, there's, like, a trap. You need to, you need to like, disarm it, or you need to, like, move past this goblin. It would literally be, like, they'd have to walk along a narrow bridge, and if they walked too far to the left, they would just drop the green screen footage. They would just pan it downwards, so it looked like the kid fell. Like... All right, Trog, uh, you're at 10 forward. Guinan wants to talk to you, okay? <laughs> All right, take a step forward. Okay, you're not, you're, no, you're not at the bar yet. You walked in the holodeck. The Enterprise is, is going to Starbase 74 for maintenance. There are holes in the ground of 10 forward. <laughs> yeah, I think taking, taking the concepts that are present in Nightmare, like just random holes in the ground and putting them in a place where they shouldn't be, it's a great idea. Uh, sorry, buddy. You clipped through the floor. There was a space anomaly you didn't see. <laughs> There's a room with three Klingons, and they look really angry. Okay, you're gonna have to fight them. Oh, dodge right, dodge right, dodge right. Oh, well, you got stabbed. Watch out! It's the board. He's shooting at you. I could have sworn that there was like, I I could be misremembering this because it's been a long time since we watched this. But I could have sworn there was like a, a room that had like. Like something rotating in the middle that they had to jump over, but it's not yes. real. Like it's like I do they remember just had to that. tell them, "Okay, jump now." And it's like this seems impossible. Like, yeah, okay, maybe the kids aren't the best at giving directions, but this game show is like rigged as well. 
I remember, isn't there, I remember there's like a talking wall that like, they, they would like walk into a room and there'd be like a talking wall and it would like ask a riddle. And if you just got it wrong three times, he just killed you. <laughs> Everyone's got that wall in their house. Like 90s British television for kids ranged from like insane to kind of awesome. I remember there'd be just like a lot of shows about video games and not like, not like the way G4 was. It was just like, oh yeah, it'd be dope if we just had a Mortal Kombat tournament and just invited. And you had to fight Baraka. Yeah, you had to fight Baraka. Like, that's dope. Like, okay. Man, oh man. You know, there was video game talk in the, uh, the dead recording that of a the bygone era, that the lost episode. There was video game talk. There's a lot of talk about Fall Gate. Fall- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no! A lot of talk about them Fall Gays. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about Fall Guys. Um, we're not going to talk about that. Fuck that. Um, I'll talk about a game I played. Okay. Okay. Take the reins. <laughs> do, I, do I have permission? Yeah. Okay. Hylix 2 came out a while ago, oh. and I, I started playing it whenever it came out, and I, like, stopped, because it didn't have controller support. It had, like, half of a controller support. You could use the D-pad, and that was it. Um, but then, recently, they added controller support to it, so I started playing it. I started playing it on stream. Uh, that's a good old game, I gotta say. Nice. Um, yeah, it looks cool. It's, it's weird, because... The the first Hylix game, like, nothing made sense. Like, every NPC spoke in randomly generated dialogue. Does, um, yeah, does Hylix 2 still have the randomly generated bullshit? Like, I no, liked it. No, the the every NPC still, like, talks in bullshit, but it's, like, written bullshit instead of procedurally Meaningful generated. Meaningful bullshit. Like the you'll you'll meet a party member and he says, I'm looking I'm I'm at this beach looking for a cabinet. Um, but he, but he will always say that. Um, so it's good. Uh, it's a turn-based RPG. The RPG part is pretty hard. Um, I fought the first boss and there's just like a whole bunch of shit that I didn't expect. Like I was just walking around and I clicked, I like clicked on a thing and it took me into a 2d platformer section. Yeah. Like it was like fucking, uh, I was in the trailers. It was like Mario and Luigi, you know, Superstar Saga. They had those little things. Mm-hmm. It was like that. Yeah. Like there's like alternate ways to like solve the problems in areas. Surprising. And they started talking about a Gibby lit. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's a, it's a piece of a Gibby. Sure, oh. man. I don't know. I was just, I was just pleased to read Gibby Lit because we, we always talk about joglets and troglets and uh, <laughs> here, here's a game where now I have to like go out and find a Gibby Lit and kill it. So, so, so it's nice to know Mason Ludroth has the same, is on the same wavelength as us, as you're saying. Yeah. I mean, main character's name is Wayne. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's fully intentional. 100%. It's not a coincidence because the person thought of that and chose it. It wasn't pick. It wasn't determined at complete random. They didn't write the name down and look down and go, oh, that's a good name. I played Hylix 1 for a bit, but like that game was kind of impenetrable. Like it was, I just had no clue what I was fucking doing. And I think I died really early on and it just like I never touched it again. Oh, yeah. It's. Hylix, Hylix 1 and 2 are like Dungeons and Dragons in that action economy is everything. 
Yeah. Um, Hylix 2 is a lot better in that it gives you uh, two of your party members very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, In Hylix 1, you're just kind of stuck as just Wayne for a long time, and you get your ass beat by everything. (laughs) It was was hard as fuck. Um, But yeah, visually, that game is like one of a kind and very, very cool as well. I should maybe check out Hylix 2. Talking about weird like abstract video games i played anodyne one and two uh recently those games are really good i would highly recommend those to anybody who likes uh weird heady confusing narrative based video games with a little bit of puzzles thrown in that game is really funny looking it looks like the nickelodeon movie maker a little bit yeah i mean Anodyne 2 is 3D with 2D sections, and Anodyne 1 is entirely 2D. Um, But the 3D sections in Anodyne 2 are definitely going for, like, a retro PS1-ish era kind of feel. Yeah, that's the—I was watching some of your streams, like, I just peeped in and out, and, uh, like, I saw some of those bits. Like, you were going between those two different aesthetics, like, the the PS1 or, like, N64-looking areas were, like, really cool. Like— a lot of a lot of like articles and shit and people are talking about how like that is a that's the era that we're entering is like oh yeah we just we just went through like the the 16 bit and like 32 bit like sort of uh th- th- there was that era of nostalgia and like kind of bringing that aesthetic back and now we're in like N64 and PS1 like retro style games and that's fucking dope. I can't wait to see more yeah. stuff like that. To me that's like hey that's prime all, hit hit me with that nostalgia bait for the N64 era because that's when I was a kid and that's that's what I have nostalgia for. I've been playing a Banjo-Kazooie ROM hack that turns all of the areas of Ocarina of Time into Banjo-Kazooie levels. That's I that's saw how much that that's how much I love the Nintendo 64. I'm how playing the mashup ROM hacks now. Is it all of uh, Ocarina of Time? It is a significant amount. It is basically every area except for like the Fire Temple. It's like oh, pretty much the whole the fire game. Temple. Why'd they skip the Fire Temple? I don't know. I remember reading something that the dev said and they were like, somebody asked like, oh, are you ever going to go back and, and add in the uh, Fire Temple, the Fire Temple and the Shadow Temple? Because neither of those two are in. And the dude was like, I literally can't. There's no more room in the ROM. I was thinking, <laughs> I used like that. every last bite available for this ROM hack. You'd have to, you probably have to have Banjo Kazooie get fucking dumped to get their ROMs like something. Yeah. But hey, that, that ROM hack's really good. I think it's called Banjo Kazooie The Jiggies of Time. So if you, if you like 3D platformers, that one's pretty dang good. I wonder, it's like, we're we're fixing to run out of eras to be nostalgic for, really. That's what I was going to say. Because, yeah, like, 16-bit, all right, uh, Nintendo 64, um, PlayStation 1 era. Like, once you get to the PlayStation 2, GameCube, whatever, that's not really, like, charming anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the graphics are, like, the graphics start to be just like, hey, we're trying to be realistic, and now... And, like, now things are very realistic-looking games. But now it's, like, are we, like, what? May, I can foresee I can foresee us being nostalgic for that. But what is going to happen with video game graphics in the next 20 years that is going to make us re- uh, nostalgic for that? It won't happen. 
the nostalgia factor will be for the games themselves rather than like the I style guess. of the game. Yeah. yeah. People are gonna get nostalgic for just like the weird ass shovelware on the PS2. I mean probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I think that like yeah. there could be that kind of like era for like PS2 games, but it'll be like the shit shit ones. Yeah, when whenever you're talking about like nostalgia for certain like it, you're right in that it's not like the PS2 GameCube era. It is specific PS2 GameCube games. Because whenever I think of stuff like that, I think of like games with a very specific uh, visual style. Like you have Katamari, you have Jet yeah. Set Radio, you have like you have these games that ha- like went for a specific. And that's already feel. happening. Exactly, and, and you already see games that that try to do that same kind of feel. Those sorts of nostalgia trip games are already happening. Like you have you have Lethal League and their new title that looks like that is literally just a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio with Hideki Naganuma doing the whole fucking soundtrack. Dude, someone needs to make because EA won't. Someone needs to make SSX, dude. Make SSX. Yeah. Our friend Brandon is doing Monkey Ball. Like they're they're making a new Monkey Ball. Yeah, if somebody made just like a game that was like SSX three, I'd be so down. Yeah, that would be dope. Wind Waker is my case in point, by the way. Look how many things have it imitated Wind Waker yeah. in style and gameplay. Hold on a second, because we talked about Jet Set Radio. It's like I love Hideki Danganuma. They need to have more than just him for that soundtrack, though. Oh yeah, people, people like... don't people don't know. Um, like Valve's been playing the original Jet Set Radio. Uh-huh. Uh, people don't realize just like how many people are on those soundtracks. Oh like, yeah, Jet Set Radio, the original has Rob Zombie Dracula in it. Does it really? Yeah, it has a remix of Rob Zombie's Dracula. It has a track from Jurassic Five on it, and it has like a it has a like Hideki Naganuma, Naganuma worked on the soundtrack, but he is not the entirety of it. Like there was a lot of love put into that, and honestly. Hey, I, I'm not I'm not worried though because like okay, get Hideki Naganuma, awesome. Uh, just get like a whole bunch of like we're like look at the day and age we live in. Like I don't listen to anyone on the top. Fi- I don't listen to anyone who's ever been on a Billboard chart. Like like yeah, just get like whoever. Like get if does their music sound good, fit the bill, nice. Whether he, whether they, that he literally does the whole soundtrack or if he's just like, or if he does a bunch of it and there are other artists, I'm excited either way because like they got him for like the Lita League 2 soundtrack, but he only had one song and it's an amazing right. song, but I was like, demo out more. Some of these, some of the, some of the songs in the game were fucking awesome. Uh, Klaus Veen made uh, like a ton of tracks that I now have like hundreds of plays on Spotify at this point. Uh, like Ordinary Days, Candyman's theme, that's the shit. Yeah, bring bring on bring on Klaus Peen. Yeah, I hope uh, they uh, get get my boy Nano Ray on there. That would be fucking awesome. Oh man, I wish I knew those devs. I would be like, yo, look at this guy. Well, yeah, like just get just get people just get yeah, they just like like just fucking make this like let people have their shot. Like this is a cool chance. Oh, though that game is so fucking hard. It has not aged well. No, I couldn't get into it the one time I tried to play it. The gameplay, it is. You can definitely tell that it was a game released in two thousand and one. It uh, like the controls are like so stiff. It's so hard to do everything. You really are on roller skates. Yeah, <laughs> you got to play Future. I hear that one is better. The it's all that one's also stranded. Future's inaccessible. Like yeah. The other thing that like uh, I wasn't expecting. 
is that game to to have stayed relevant because the first the first thing that the game says is like we're we're street punks and the police are after us and the police are like pulling no punches they are literally shooting at you they're literally throwing grenades at you tear gas it's like oh i didn't expect this game to be this that way i like i thought it was just like oh these kids are are messing around with graffiti we gotta i don't know throw like a cartoon net over them i like i didn't <laughs> i didn't like i didn't like like when they're like we're Uh-oh. gonna start yeah like they like in the especially in the first few levels they're like uh start tear gassing them i'm like whoa <laughs> what so yeah it's uh weirdly relevant on that front uh one more game before we move on to other topics uh i would say the one that we a lot of us here have been touching and looking at is risk of rain 2 the 1.0 update the end has finally come uh and i have a lot of thoughts i mostly think it's dope um the final boss has some problems but i think overall i'm happy with it trog how do you feel about that final boss I think that Risk of Rain 2, the 1.0 update, Risk of Rain 2 as an entire gameplay experience is great. I would recommend it to anybody who likes third-person action games and roguelites. I think it's kind of obvious if you've been keeping up with the game and you're coming into the 1.0 update from the last one, I think you can kind of see that they were definitely trying to hit a deadline. I think that what they have added in the 1.0 update is a little rough around the edges, but it's not bad in any way. The game itself is not bad. It's definitely worth the game playing. Is great. I'm still the game is great. I'm still enjoying it. One of my favorite games of the past few like past year or two. It came out in early access. I don't know if it's my game of the year, but Yeah. But the 1.0 update stuff is feels a, a slightly half-baked. It's just not as big of an update as you would expect from, like, a 1.0 release. You know why I can, like, be, like, biased and, like, kind of brown-nose the update a little bit? Uh, uh, single-handedly is the, 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 the fucking composer, he made a sequel to Coalescence, which is like one of my favorite tracks in any video game. The final, the final area of Risk of Raid 1 has like the most amazing track. And the, the song they use for the final area of Risk of Raid 2 is pretty much just like a, like a, it is, it is a reinterpretation of that same song, same motif, the, with a new spin. And it's just as good. It's, I would say maybe not as good, but very, very close. And it's fucking awesome. That final area is so cool visually. With that music? Yeah, I think that the music was like the only thing that met the bar, really. Yeah. I thought I thought the rest didn't really meet standards. The like, the final level in Risk of Rain 1, like in Providence and stuff, were just much better. It is, it is in terms of gameplay, yeah, much cooler. Risk of Rain, Risk of Rain 2, that area looks really cool, but all it is is you run on a bridge for five minutes and then you fight yeah. the boss. The, like, I don't know, I for whatever reason... If you if you play Risk of Risk Rain One, you can't loop in the same way you can loop in Risk Rain Two, unless you can. Am I mixed up on that? Yeah, you can loop. You can loop. Okay, so Risk Rain One, 
let's say you play the game for a while and then you loop and then you play the game for a while and then you end up deciding to go to the final level. The that last level is fucking crazy. Like with how many enemies there are and the difficulty, like and the amount of items it gives you. Like it's like one final power spike for you while the game throws everything it has at you. If you loop in Risk of Rain 2, you will play like your you'll be on like level nine or whatever, and like there'll be overloading worms all over the place and it'll be crazy and you'll be like about to die at all times. Then you go to the final level and there's four enemies. I don't I, I don't know why. Yeah. But like the enemy the enemies there are cool and strong, but it's just like there's I, I don't it's, it's so barren. Yeah, it's completely empty. And I feel like that's by design. Like yeah. maybe not from maybe not by design from a gameplay standpoint, but from like a you know, either a narrative or it's, just I think like it's a lore aesthetic. thing. Yeah, either lore or aesthetic. They wanted that area to feel empty, but that it doesn't translate into super good gameplay is the thing. The final boss's name is literally the king of nothing. So I yeah. imagine that's why the moon is like that. It's the, probably an aesthetic thing, which I, and I, I think and I think with how good with how good the gameplay is outside of like the it's 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 shortcomings there. I think I think it's I think it's OK that they leaned for the aesthetic more than like sure. the actual because the thing is, is that being you don't really get anything for beating the final boss more than once. You unlock a new character when you beat it once, and I think on you difficulty. get something for beating it on Monsoon. You get one of the, you get one of the craziest blue items if you beat it on Monsoon. Right. I have yet to do it. I'm excited to do it. And so, so it's like you can honestly just kind of ignore that and play the game like how you played it before the update, where you're just going for the longest run possible, which I think is more fun. I think it's more fun to just see how far and how crazy of a build you can get rather than yeah. just going for the final boss or whatever. But there are yeah, and but like and I and I like that that you can use the two together. Like you can go like super long and then when it's like okay, I'm starting to get bored, like let's go see like how if I can take on the final boss like this cuz the final boss keeps getting stronger too, like the longer yeah. that you keep playing. And that when it comes to that final we haven't actually talked about the boss itself that much. Uh that boss has some bullshit in there especially the first time that you fight it hey if you're listening now and you haven't played it yet um when the boss jumps you need to jump you need to stay in the air for like at least like 10 seconds like when he lands you will die if you're on the ground yeah. uh, we're telling you that now because some of our friends were not told that and they were very mad in fact trog here had that experience yeah. it's um, just the kind of thing where the final boss design seems a little incongruous with the rest of the boss design and the enemy design in the game in that it feels like they were making a dark souls boss for a game where it takes you 30 minutes to get to the final boss right like mm -hmm. it's not like dark souls where it's like all right you can have your boss have bullshit one hit attacks in dark souls because you die and you're at the bonfire and you spend 30 seconds walking back to the boss fight and you just try it again. But mm -hmm. that doesn't work in a roguelike where it's like, all right, I've got a good build for the first, like I've done 10 runs. This is the first run in 10 runs where I have a good build. I'm going to go, I'm going to do the boss. It just did something that I have no idea it could have done and I'm dead. And now my run is over. Other, other roguelites, like when you... The, the the thing is, is like some some other games, it takes just as long to get the final boss, like the, the Dead Cells final boss. You have to play the game for a long time to get true. there. And that boss is hard as fuck. I've never beaten it. Um, The uh, like, I, th I think I think the amount of time that you have to go there, in my opinion, is can be both infuriating. But I think the fact that so much like your so much of your time and effort weighs on like how you manage to fare, I think is like 
it's fitting to me and it, it makes it cool. Like the, the time where I actually did it, like, like the, the, the one time that I beat the final boss, like I cheesed it a little bit at the beginning, but when you get to the, the very final stage, spoilers, if you don't want me spoiling the boss, the very final stage of the boss is he takes away all of your items and you just have to fight him raw while you progress and try to get your items back. And I was like, I, I had like a kind of weak build. I was jumping around. I was hitting him with lightning whenever I could. And when I got to that phase, I was like, fuck, it's on. And I jumped up and got in front of his face and just fucking like APM to the shit out of him with mercenary. And I managed to kill him like while he was giving me my items back, like before he took everything or whatever. And it felt so good to finally get it done. I think that final phase is honestly one of the things I really don't like about it because every time I've gotten, every time I've attempted the final boss and gotten to that final phase and I didn't have some sort of cheese strategy or I wasn't playing a character that has a mobility skill, you just get hosed, man. Like certain characters can't do it. it. Yeah. I tried doing it as Rex and it's like, I am too like, he takes every single one of your items, right? Yeah. Rex is a character that has no or limited mobility. Like I and he's slow to begin Rex. with. So it's like I can't dodge the attacks and then I just die. And it's like the devs even said, like, like people were talking about how the third phase was bullshit, and the devs even came out in like a blog post and said, like, yeah, the third phase wasn't supposed to be the hard part of that fight. The third phase was just supposed to be kind of like a oh shit moment the first time it happens but it wasn't supposed to be like what you like gear up for so i think they will probably end up tweaking that yeah a lot of it just didn't seem very thought out like the 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 death island that you could go to and soft block your game there was there was an island where you just soft block there's just an island where if you go on it at least in like the before they patched it i still don't know if they have if you didn't have enough mobility skills you would just get stuck and it happened to me and Ararg uh, when we were playing once. And like, I, we literally, like I had mobility, he didn't. So he was just stuck over there and I watched him struggle. And I was like, okay, we're going to find out how the fuck to get you out of this. Because if you're a multiplayer, you can't spawn the final boss until everyone's there. And he had no way to suicide because when you jump off the ledge, it only brings down to one health. So what we did was I had him like jump and then I walked under him. No, I, I had him jump on top of me because you you have a physical like hitbox for other players. And then I had him jump and then I double jumped and hitting him restored his jumps. So like I boosted him off my head to the final boss and it took us like 10 minutes to get it right. It was it was bullshit. Had to enact troll physics to play the game. Yeah, there's just I think. Yeah, like I said at the beginning of the conversation, I think it's obvious they were trying to hit a deadline. They were set on that deadline, and I respect them for sticking to the deadline. But I feel like this is a situation where maybe they could have said, like, hey, guys, I know we had this date. And who knows? Maybe it was out of their control. I don't know who their publisher is. It could be that they like, had to release it. Yeah, so maybe it was like – maybe the date was totally out of their hands. But I feel like this would have been a situation where it would have been okay to be like, hey, guys, we need like another month. Like, trust us. It'll be good. But we just we just need one more month, and then we'll release it. And I feel like that that'll be good. Again, not that I dislike the game in any way. I think it's great. I would highly recommend it. But – just if you've been keeping up with the game, the 1.0 update is a little half-baked. Now that risk of uh, chat rain is over, Gur, what have you been playing? Fuck all. Really? All right. Video games aren't doing it for you these days? If it's not been on stream, I've not really played anything. I've done hardly anything off stream lately. I think the mm. only thing in the last few days I've played is literally because it came out like last night was Flight Simulator. Yeah. Have you? Did, how much of that did you touch? 
enough to know that I really should just have a flight stick. Is it is it cool though? Like it's, the I mean, it's cool. Does it not play well with the Xbox controller? It, it doesn't play well with my Xbox controller. Oh, what's wrong with yours? My stick is like oh, it's like a really fucked up, oversensitive stick. Mm. Uh, it's got like drift on it and everything, and you don't want drift when you're trying to keep a fucking plane straight. Yeah. So yeah, I think if I get into that game more, I'll have to like invest in a flight stick of some kind. I uh, saw some funny shit from that game already, and like the, the the concept is super interesting with like them having the whole world mapped out with satellite data. You can go anywhere. Like that's pretty. It's you, you see. I can that, go to my house. You see that country? You can fly to it. I did take the time to fly over my house. You can. You can go to your house. Someone found yeah. Grover House. Like that's you can. <laughs> Holy really, shit! Yeah, Holy you can go shit. to Grover House. You can. There. What I saw. I saw on Tumblr a post that were like. The game is multiplayer, and it, it's like, girl, is it like server based, or is it just like you see other people playing the game? It's like just a wide like Sea of Thieves. It's like a shard based type deal. Yeah, like it's like so. It's like Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Like that's that's fucking dope. The post that I saw was like, um, like a bunch of planes like on it landed on an island, and the caption was like, "Yeah, everyone is just flying to Epstein's island. We're gonna solve this ourselves." <laughs> there were like there were like eight biplanes landed on Epstein's island. Yeah, I might have to check it out, even though I'm not usually into those kinds of games, especially because it'll get VR support soon. It seems like with that in that context, like, oh, yeah, we have the entire world mapped out. It seems like really dope to just explore. Yeah, I would love to just like uh, just like, yeah, find my own house and then just like go around. And uh... the thing to remember, though, is it is everything is to scale. So if you want to get somewhere that would take two hours to fly to, it is going to take two hours to fly that's there. pretty wild but but like but like who cares yeah who cares no, like, i mean yeah, if that's what it. you want to do then you do that by all means can i play like super mode can i play hyper mode where i like fly like a jet rocket and i <laughs> i mean there is a jet you can like you can get out of your plane too is that correct no you can you can't jump out of your plane while <laughs> it's like it's like tony hawk's underground that and that's a shame there's no like there's no, like, Test Drive Unlimited 2 element. Like, that would be pretty cool. If that was available, you know what I'd do? I'd just, like, I'd just, like fly over my own house and jump out and, like, land on my own house. <laughs> they added in a feature where if you crash your plane, your pilot can get out, and if you mash a button fast enough, it raises his rage meter, and he can do a sick trick to destroy his plane. <laughs> he breaks the plane in half. He steps on the plane and smashes it to pieces. I will say, they, they have some, like... They have a lot of like variety in the like how how easy do you want this to be? Do you want this to be an arcade game or do you want this to be a straight fucking simulator? So you can turn off all of the like you can fly straight into the ground if you want. You can fucking do backflips all day long. Can you like uh, is there cool destruction if you have like r- like all the rules on? Like if you fly into the ground, do you get like fucking obliterated? If you fly too sharply, the game just says, "Hey, you you flew so hard that you would have ripped the wings off of a real plane. You therefore it is over. Restart." Oh, you don't <laughs> get any animation? That's that's oh, come on. You don't get any animation. It just cuts to black. You hear like a like a You have like to a, watch like, a PSA about why you shouldn't fly like that. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up. All your passengers are dead. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look into that. But yeah, uh, like another thing I wanted to talk about, like based on something that you said is like, yeah, you said like you haven't been playing a whole lot of games off stream lately uh, since May, which is when our last podcast was uh, our Twitch team, Radio TV Solutions, 
has really kicked into gear. I think around that time is probably when like we actually formed it, right? Like it would have been around yeah, May, yeah. around no, around no, the no, time June, June, yeah, May, May and June. So yeah, like all of us stream now. Uh, the some of us more than others, uh, and it has been a lot of fun. It's been. I feel like we've all been having a good chunk of success. It's been a good time. Uh, the but yeah, like one, one thing I want to talk about here a little bit is like. I feel like you in particular, like you've been doing a ton of streaming, like, and you oh, yeah. said that you, 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 you said that like you haven't been playing a whole lot off stream because you've been doing so much on stream. The, how do you like, at, 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 at the, like, at, do you ever see that becoming a problem? Like, like in the way of like, like, like some streamers that I know who stream all the fucking time talk about how like video games are like shot for them because of streaming like if they're not if they're playing a game off stream they can't help but hear that nagging voice in their head like i should be streaming this and like it makes them it makes the uh, games hard to enjoy are you are any of i'll talk to all of you guys here i've already started feeling that uh, to an extent like i i will get a game and it's like oh this is gonna be a fun game i should probably stream this though and then like if you and then like for for me and this might be the same as you gur is like i get that thought and it doesn't necessarily like make the game not fun for me, but it makes it more stressful. I'm like, damn, this I could be there. There could be so many ha ah, funny moments if I was playing this on stream. Like, it's, this could be such a good, entertaining game for the folks. And I just have that stress of like, am I misusing my time here? So far, has it ruined it for me? Bob, what were you saying? I I am privy to that. I try to avoid it, and the way I avoid it is like, I kind of like. I kind of, in my mind, and at the, at the risk of sounding egotistic, in my mind, like, I, I tell myself, like, I'm the show, not the games, I am. So whatever game I play is whatever people will want to watch. And that's, that, I've been able, like, for example, like, there's been no, I've, like, there are some games that I keep to myself, not be, not because I'm like, ooh, this is my game, and the audience doesn't get to see this, but, like, Oh, no one's gonna want to watch me play Magic: The Gathering. Like that's not. I, I feel like I, mean? I can do both reasons. Like I have some games where I I don't stream it because like I don't think this would make for an entertaining stream. Like Risk of Rain Two, for instance. Like I streamed it when it launched because that was like an event. But other than that, that game doesn't like nobody really like. It's it's kind of just us you know, going at it, doing the grind. Yeah. There's not anything like to talk about yeah. or there's something special there. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And then like, uh, for example, I'll stream Tekken all the time and I'll play it myself. And like the enjoyment with that has not changed at all. For me, it's more a matter of, I, if I'm playing something off stream and something really fucking funny happens, I just feel that's hint of regret that I have. Yeah, no I've had that happen too. Ever happening. Sometimes, sometimes that also that'll happen like in a game. Like I've had some crazy shit happen in Fall Guys, where I was like, I fucking wish I was recording that. Like that didn't make any sense. The uh, and then also like that'll happen just like even when we're not playing games. Like there'll just be like a really funny conversation, and like I'm like, damn, that would have been good if we were recording this somehow. Like that would have been a good moment to have preserved. I, I don't think it's healthy to have that one like. For me, in my mind, and I guess that's because I, like, come from, like, I guess a more, like, professional. Like, every job I've had before this has been, like, very professional and, like, clear separation of, like, hey, maybe there's some overlap here, but this is my time versus work time. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I have that, too. But, like, because the nature the nature of this job, the, the nature of what we do, it just means that there is, like... Like you can try to make sure that there's like little overlap, but like there, there just is overlap. Like 
my one of my biggest hobbies is video games. That is also my job. That overlap is just inherent. I um, I, I was actually stream. gonna. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask you the question next. Like, I feel like your approach, Trog, in streaming on this team is has been different from everybody else's when playing games, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I don't plan on streaming as like a source of of income. You're the producer. I, the way that I have been tackling Twitch is like, do I think this will be entertaining for people? If so, I'll stream it. Or if, you know, sometimes I feel like the thing with um, the turning point for a Twitch stream is when you have enough people in your chat that you can keep up a conversation with them. Because we, we do a lot of Twitch viewing of literal zero viewer Twitch streams. And it's like, if you are streaming to an audience of zero, you are simply playing a video game, right? Like, mm. you're not really doing anything. I feel like the turning point is whenever you can get enough viewers that there's somebody, you know, like a, a handful of people that will talk in the chat and you can have some sort of dialogue with them. And I feel like we are all at that level now. But for me, I'm not doing it as a source of income so I'm basically just selling my emotes to people is how I kind of <laughs> tackle it. Is it's like, That's fun. Look, I am an affiliate. Therefore, I have emotes. I want emotes so that I can use them. So if you want, you can buy these emotes from me for $5. When you play your games, there's like you like I notice like like when watching your streams, like you are very much more showcasing, like sharing the game that you're playing and sharing the experience and like 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 alongside the chat and like that you will go like long stretches of silence, like just focusing on the game. Right. Sure. Like, so for instance, I streamed Anodyne too. And I like basically just didn't talk for any of that just because like, what, what do you say? Like I, I the thing that I'm self-conscious about with streaming is that I, I don't want to fall into that like generic streamer mode where it's just like, you know, you, you, you know what the jokes are where it's like, Oh, look at the character. Well, look at it go. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Jump. Oh, man, this is crazy. Oh, do, 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 can you guys see this? This is crazy. And there's just like fucking nothing going on stream. And it's like, this dude is a psychopath. He's just <laughs> playing anything. You got to learn to be comfortable with silence every now and then. My streams, like, my streams of like, like I try, like, I try to, I try to evoke like a higher energy. Like, I like chaos. I like the, I like intense moments and shit like that. But like, the, when it comes, when nothing's happening, like, I'll still try to talk, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not, that's like, I feel like what you just described is like Markiplier syndrome. <laughs> that's a syndrome. I, what, what I just did does not describe anybody on our Twitch team, just for the yeah. record. That's Markiplier like, disorder. that is describing a, a, a human that none of us are. Yeah. Like that is like <laughs> a specific breed of like, and, and I just feel like for me, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, I want to let the game talk for itself. And I'll I'll like say out loud what my thought process is like if I'm like you know like for instance like okay I'm I'm playing the banjo kazooie rom hack or whatever I'm like I'm like thinking out loud like all right I need to get I'm go, I'm gonna go grab these notes I saw some stuff over there but I'm not like commenting on every single thing that the character is doing and I don't know mm -hmm. that just that works for me I think people. I want. I want to say their own enjoy the more laid back attitude, and I think I. I think I. I think I can bring that to the group at least. Oh yeah, for sure. 
I if I get one piece of criticism that like I my streams it's it's definitely valid and like a lot of like the different members of the team like you could avoid that by watching their streams instead of mine people are like yeah when I watch Wayne streams I get overstimulated and it like hurts my <laughs> head because like yeah. a lot of the times depending on what the stream is and what we're doing it can be that way the and it's like sometimes it's a good thing sometimes it's the best thing and i love it and other times it is wholly like unintentional like i'm just like trying to manage the amount of alerts like with the music with the game with the with our dialogue you mean people don't want to see a combination destiny 2 runescape stream (laughs) (laughs) i need to do another one of those the yeah like those are the times yes those are the times where i'm trying to overstimulate you i'm trying to make your head explode through twitch the uh but yeah, like, but I'm 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 getting better at like finding a sort of like a median of like okay, uh, like alerts are not going to like literally make it impossible for you to focus on like the uh, on the dialogue. Like certain streams, I just have to forego. Like maybe get a little bit less income, but like the show can be better. Yeah, I will say I personally I tried you just to turned text- off TTS. I tried the text to speech thing for like I don't know like three or four weeks, and I was like I can already see this snowballing to the point where I just can't pay attention anymore. Like, forget anyone else watching, I wasn't able to pay attention, so... In my chat, when it works right, like, it is a great way for me to have discussions better, like, just because the size of the chat is so big that, like, I can have those dialogues that, like, you were talking about, but the problem is is that it's, like, it's splintered. If I'm having a conversation with chat, it is usually not the same person, but rather the chat talking to me collectively. Exactly. Well, that's what happens when you have, like, a viewership that's an order of magnitude bigger than, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just inherent. You have your zero view streams. You have your like tier one, like you two years ago, like 20 to 50 people. Then you have like tier two, 50 to like, I would say even up to like three or 400 people that a chat is pretty much the same from like 50 to 400 people in my opinion. But Mm. then like you reach like that four digit number and it's just like the chat is unreadable at that point. Then you enter Twitch jungle. That's the the video jungle. Chat's only good for turning into a pog champ. It just turns into like a, a atomic bomb. <laughs> I like both kinds of chats. And I've noticed too, like I can have a chat start like that. And then if I let the stream go on too long into weird hours, I can like go back down to a tier two style chat. Like when I did, I did the Dark Souls. I did, I did the Dark Souls San Andreas stream where I streamed for 10 hours, like till 9am. And uh, like, that was really fun because the chat did slow down. And I got, I got to have like, more conversations yeah your chat was nice and nice and nice calm and calm time. it's fun yeah. it's fun to do a chill stream occasionally the but it's all i i do i do thrive on the chaos uh and then so and then i guess the only person i haven't directly asked about the streams here is log log you have like your mainstreams like you've been streaming hylix too right the but then you you've you've been doing the art streams lately did you do a gather you power stream this week yeah um that's what i did on sunday before i started playing hylix mm-hmm so log is a totally different niche covered with art. None of us are doing that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing because it's like, I don't think it's something that people are generally interested in. And like, I, I get it because like, even I'm not interested in that necessarily. Like, um, the the guy who makes One Punch Man. Um, One? Uh, no, uh, Yusuke Murata. Oh. He, he does stream him working on the new chapters, but like... Oh. Even if I was interested, I don't really want to like tune in. I don't really feel the the need to watch the process in real time because when you get down to it, art is just it's slow. Like you're just there to have a little chat, really. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And whenever I'm working on it, I just tend to mumble to myself what I'm doing. So that's not really like the best viewer experience. However, um, after switching over to Hilux 2 and playing a little bit of that on stream for the first time, I feel like that's like what feels most natural to me. Because like, I, I think the way that I work is that whenever I am knowledgeable about something in a game, I'll like, I'll just kind of like gush about it. And then whenever it gets into like the stuff that I'm not as knowledgeable about it, it's much easier for something like Hylix where I just, I get to just like see it and handle it at whatever pace. It gives me time to like, just think about what's going on. Personally, I really like the art streams because they're just kind of like, well, it's different for me than the viewers because whenever you're doing an art stream, I can just pop in and like have a chat like for real. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it's kind of that atmosphere where it's like, you're right, art is slow, but that means that if you aren't paying full attention, you're not going to miss anything. Like, it really is just something to turn on and listen to and be like, I'm going to listen to these people have a conversation. You know, it's, it, it's kind of like a podcast in itself. And also, Log's got that baller taste in music, so yeah, that, that, that also helps. Good. It's fun to play stream DJ. I've been having a lot of fun just finding cool music I like to play at the start of my stream. That's always mm-hmm. fun. Like that, that I feel like part of the thing where I, I like these kind of RPG games, especially the ones like Hylix that are just like very interesting to see visually, is that I don't really like think in terms of what is really going on. I don't know. It it just feels very abstract. It just feels very nat. It just feels very natural to just like determine something completely. Just come up with something just completely different than what's just on screen. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to like. I don't know how to, how to properly describe it. It just it just feels funnier, just because it's <laughs> it just feels inherently funny, just because of like just being able to slow it down and just take in all of the stuff and see all the weird yeah. things. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's definitely. I mean that's how Scorpy streams every game. Scorpy Scorpy basically patented the stop everything that I am doing in the game and zoom in on something weird on the screen. Like <laughs> he was doing that. He was doing that long before we were even like thinking of like having a Twitch team and doing this as a group. Like Scorpy, I like I have such a vivid memory of like a Scorpy stream from like three years ago where we were watching him play a game called like Sphinx, the Curse of the Mummy, or something like that. It's just this horrible. It's not even horrible. It's just a mediocre PS2 platformer where you play as like some kid in Egypt and you jump around. And like I'll never forget like. Just this this time where he just like stopped the stream, was just like silent for like three minutes, and then zooms in on a sarcophagus and just pops up a little notepad window and it says and it just said I probably have the screenshot somewhere, it just said in plain text, all caps, entering the sarcophagus will kill him. And it just hung <laughs> on that for like two minutes. Yeah. I will never forget that. Something I wanna say is uh had things been different in terms of the ability to travel. Uh, I guarantee you, I would have been doing fishing streams every now and then. Yeah, that'd be oh, fun. Damn. Like, had, had I had the opportunity to go on my vacation that I originally was gonna go on, I definitely would have done that like several times. So I have like a number of IRL stream type stuff like that that like I've wanted to do, and like people are always saying Wayne Wood stream. Like that's the meme. That's the joke. Like they always ask me for Wood stream, and I always say I'll give you Wood stream one day. It would just be a stream where I walk around the woods. 
they have like those streaming backpacks you can buy that are like $2,500. And like, honestly, like that might be a good investment one day if I wanted to do more of this, but that's a good segue. Just recently. Segue, you say. (laughs) I didn't, I don't have a segue. The, just recently, I've, I've, I keep talking about on stream, like, oh yeah, I'm getting into a hobby. And like, I, like, I've, I've, I haven't wanted to tell people about it because I'm, I wasn't sure a hundred percent, like, if I could pull it off. I wasn't, I, I maybe wanted it to be a surprise, like, if I did a stream with it. And I think one day I'll probably do streams with it. The, I, uh, just last week, uh, got, I, I, I received my first ever electric unicycle, uh, the, which is a personal electric vehicle. Think a hoverboard. Uh, kind of like a hoverboard, but one wheel, much more powerful, much more serious. Uh, the it I got it last week on Friday, and I have been absolutely obsessed with it since like when would it have been? I I think I I figured it out um Saturday. It was Sunday. No, no, no. Sunday is when I figured it out. Sunday is when it clicked, and Sunday is when it like. I just fell in fucking love with it. I got a Friday night and I was in the call here. I, I took it outside and uh, I, pu- I put it up behind my car. Like the first steps that you're supposed to take with the electric unicycle is like, you're supposed to like support yourself against a wall, stand on it and just like wheel back and forth and just like feel what that's like. And I was doing that. And then like, I had never felt more exhausted, just like jumping on that thing, standing on it for two seconds and falling off. It was like killing me. I was I like I, I I like genuinely like couldn't catch my breath for like three minutes. It was bad. Um, and then uh, I just this last weekend I I went away for a funeral and uh, we were at we were at the funeral home and like we did our we did our stuff for a good few hours, paid our respects, and I went outside to like practice and I got so discouraged because I was like trying to do it and it was just like hurting the shit out of me and I couldn't pull off like anything. The wait wait. N- when you guys were young, how long did it take you to learn how to ride a bike? Do you think? Or God, I don't do, remember. Do, Are you kidding me? I don't remember. I don't know. At this point, I I haven't rode a bike in so long. I think I I think I've gone back down to zero. You fucking like like this. This is off topic. This is a tangent too. But you you obviously know the saying. You you know the saying like you never forget how to ride a bike. If I gave you a bike, do you think you could ride it right now? Well, no, no. I feel like I couldn't either. I feel like really? like I absolutely could ride a bike still. No idea. Maybe. I mean, I've been I've been building up my balance with this thing, so maybe I could do it. But like, so the first night I put in an hour, I could maybe stay on the wheel for like three seconds before I'd have to jump off of it. Um, the second day, I couldn't even get that. I don't. I don't know why. I've been using this forum, which is a bizarre experience because it is literally in like a, like a PHB internet forum. It's crazy that it still exists and it's not like some other kind of like, like a, like a Reddit community or whatever discord, but it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not just a discord. It is an actual genuine forum. It feels fucking weird. It's like, I'm going back in time. Uh, but like I was, I was asking for tips and doing research and like the, the advice that I got, there were, there were three prevailing pieces of advice the in order to learn how to ride an electric unicycle the the first piece of advice was uh don't try to do it alone like much like a child riding a bike much how your your dad or your mom would like hold you and then let you go you need to do that you need to have someone hold your hand and then like you need to like put weight on them like as you as you ride like a good like 20 or so feet the the second piece of advice was in order to break 
you need to just like you need to sit down like you just need to pretend to sit down or else you will like it'll just not fucking work because the first problem i was having is anytime i tried to stop i would just start accelerating and turning and it was so scary (laughs) the uh I like like the way an electric unicycle works is you lean forward to go fast and accelerate like you put pressure on like the ball of your foot and to stop you put it on your heels but you have to you have to know how to distribute your body weight properly in order to do that so I whatever I don't know what I was doing I think I was like trying to like push back on my heels and like but then I was putting more pressure on the ball of my feet too because I didn't want to fall off like I like I think I was trying to like lift my toes which would have like killed me so it was just making me go super fast and spinning in circles the and I almost ate shit a few times. Do you feel like you're a more clown-like individual after purchasing? Yeah, this that's the real question. That's the thing. I keep walking into it. I keep like, like I was just like joking around my friends. I just said like, in, like in an excited voice one day, I was just like, I'm gonna go ride my unicycle, and it was like, and someone was like, <laughs> like okay bozo like fucking (laughs) (laughs) so now but i'm kind of is becoming a clown like individual this is all look it's fine you wanted to be a you've you've told us you've always wanted to be a clown i've always been supportive no you we know you dropped out of clown college buying this unicycle is the first step i'm gonna get you a set of balloon animal balloons for your birthday Did someone like accidentally drop a bunch of fruit like on you and the like from a higher uh, elevation and then you just like instant and then you just like what? instantly start like juggling like a bunch of apples like <laughs> juggling it? I was okay. I I didn't catch on that that was where you were going with that. And it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I thought I no. I thought like my my the first thing I was thinking was like. Is he gonna make some sort of joke about like getting hit with fruit makes you a clown? Like well, getting hit with fruit does make you a clown. Let's be honest. All I'm saying <laughs> is that unicycle step one, balloon animal step two, pulling infinite scarves out of your mouth step three. Hey, your hands are totally free on any unicycle, so I could learn to juggle on it. Well, it's a it's an electric unicycle, so we keep joking that you'll be like some type of a cyber clown. That'd be dope. So, but I've been I've been I've been given into the clown jokes because it is funny. Like, I'll just say like I I'm just I'm just says like I I I was in the Discord the other day and I think I said to the long lines I was like, guys, I think I'm addicted to this unicycle and getting into <laughs> small cars and like it's true. Wayne is becoming a clown like uh, individual, but. The opposite effect is happening. I'm imagining like a clown rolling in and with a with a like a squirt flower that fires that one like high powered laser <laughs> instead of water. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking like the fucking like the Guido advertised one. Yeah. <laughs> it just burns things into wood. Burns things very slowly. <laughs> like it's just like I like I I squeeze my little flower and very slowly light you on fire. James you Ball have to stand nice still. Clown. The uh yeah. Um but yeah, so the second piece of advice was yeah, sit down to break, which worked fucking amazingly. And the third piece of advice was don't just don't do it on like a street, do it in a, like a parking lot in an open area because like much like a bike, like if you if you try to if you try to just go straight and that's your first objective, you're gonna fail. When you when you feel like you're gonna fall, just like on a bike, you have to like turn into it. So like I ended up like swerving around a little bit. And on Sunday, I was like, I, we we were it was a family trip, so I asked my mom, "Can you come out? Come you can you come with me to the uh, to the parking lot and like help me practice?" And she was like, "Sure." She was like, "Sure." And uh, so like I held under, I, I got my gear on it, I got in the parking lot, we 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 went into the the big top, <laughs> the and so I. <laughs> We we went to the parking lot. I grabbed her hand and I started and like 
I maybe had her hold my hand for five minutes and I was just like, let go. And I don't know what happened. I just got it. And I was just like doing everything. Like everything felt possible. Like going at the max speed, turning, braking. I could do every single part of it. And it felt fucking crazy because two days ago I was literally like, I felt like death just trying to stay on the thing. You saw like a wire and you started going on that. And then Did you have a joy threw- buzzer in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then you went ac- and then you went across the wire effortlessly, but then midway through someone tossed you like a giant metal rod. Mm-hmm. There was one time where I had a hard time breaking, so I shot the handkerchiefs out of my mouth and used it to rope around the light post yeah. and stop myself. <laughs> the um but yeah, no, and then uh and then like I tried it one more time the the next day on my way home. Uh we we stopped at a big parking lot and I was I tried like I tried some harder shit, like going down and uphill had some failures there, some success. Uh, the And then I got home from my trip yesterday uh, and took it out on the street. And then I just realized, like, I feel like my grasp on this is that of which people have described they get after, like, multiple weeks of riding it. Like, I feel fully confident riding on it at, like, full speeds, doing tight turns, like, without any gear, which is dangerous and scary. And I'm not doing... Don't worry, people listening at home, don't be scared for me. I'm wearing gear when I'm supposed to. The... Uh, but like, like last night I, I I got in the discord call and I went for a joyride and I just rode around my neighborhood on like a bunch of like cracked, like pot hilly roads. And I could still, I could still handle it. The, it, I've been in love with this thing. I rode it all day today. That's like pretty much all I did. I was out there for maybe like three or four hours. I think this is what people describe as flow. Like it, 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 it has a term, like it's mm-hmm. called flow when like that feeling you get when like you're trying to get something. I only know about it because of fighting games, but like it, it, it is the same here where it's like, yeah, it, it just clicks for you and you just get it and you're just in the zone. And, uh, and, and the, yeah, and the reason why you picked it up in a few days where it's so, uh, is because you're not old. Your mind is young and fresh. I guess so. The the forum that I use, uh, a large majority of its users are in their like fifties, and it's funny. It's like like these people are not people that I would be associating with, and like like a lot like there are a couple there are a lot of like EUC electric unicycle like YouTubers. Um, like some of my favorites, like that one of my, one of my favorites is this probably like late twenties, early thirties guy from China. He's really cool. He's like amazing at it. He does insane shit that I don't think I'll be doing for a long time. Uh, there's like another there's another guy from New York who's like probably late twenties. Uh, and then there's, and then you just, it just procedurally goes up. My next favorite YouTuber is like this, this guy in his forties, who's like a dad and his kids are in all of his videos. And then you go even further and like the absolute like enthusiasts that are like whipping open their unicycles and like, they know about like all the motherboards and shit and like all the intense intricate shit. They're like 50 and 60 and 70, these old ass men doing this shit. There's no way a 70 year old is riding an electric unicycle. They would die. They could do it. They could do it. Like it, like it, I think, I think like if you put your mind to it and you like trust yourself, I think anyone could do it genuinely. If you can think it, you can do it. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Prepare to mutate, prepare to mutate EUC. The, (laughs) I'm not into this, but it does give me hope that I'll be able to play fighting games as an old man. And then people, and then, and then when I Mm -hmm. beat my grandkids, uh, with like the hardest Kazuya combos in Tekken 70, like they they get fed up and they get fed <laughs> up and and 
uh, to get fed up and hack my hack my life support. You're going to the home <laughs> for Tekken seventy. <laughs> hack your life Spend support. My life with a life hack. Yeah, a literal life hack. <laughs> it's a life hack. They plug your keyboard into their brain like cyberpunk, and they stare at you, and they think "kill grandpa" as they type in the codes. Gain six more months with this life hack. Hey, if Tekken 70 is going to come out in our lifetime, I think game sequels as a whole are going to be very different, huh? Like, that's not going to happen. No, I, I just pulled a number out of my ass. I know. What the hell is Tekken 70 going to be the like? racing game. You don't know because all the characters that are replacing the ones you know now don't exist. It's a game of thought and action. Yeah. Just like fighting games now. Hey! Hey, the only cool. classic Tekken character that's left is Jack 70. <laughs> All the others, it's it's a totally new cast, but there is still Jack 70. Jack 70 he's here. Because he doesn't age. He's a robot. They just keep making new ones. Bro, what the fuck? What would Jack 70 look like? For reference, if you guys don't know, uh, listeners at home, what Jack is, there's a character that's been in every Tekken game. His name is Jack. He's a big robot. He's this big white dude that's a robot with like fucked up crazy extendo arms. And he's been in every game, but he gets he gets a new revision. Jack, Jack 2, Jack 3, Jack 4, Jack 5, Jack 6, Jack 7. What is Jack 70? Like, how do they keep... I think he's going to look like a nucleus with plasma tendrils. Yeah. <laughs> he's a clown-like individual. They lose his visage of a racist man. He, he no longer looks like, like a military guy. He's like a fucking <laughs> monster. I had one last thing to say about the unicycle uh-huh. before uh-huh. we move talk, on. Talk more about your unicycle. Uh, well, I've been practicing. I've been practicing the seltzer bottle bit while on the unicycle, uh-huh. and I got like wow, a good few people. <laughs> okay, hang on though. If you actually record a video of you riding on an electric unicycle and spray and like drive by spraying people with a seltzer bottle, I will give you like ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It would have to be someone I'd know, though, because I think I think like adding the unicycle in there makes that like scarier <laughs> for strangers. But that's why it's funny. Gur, I, I was talking to like I was in a like a call with girl. I was on my joyride last night, and like Gur was saying, like, yeah, you should bring like you. I feel like you said for some reason that you like you should bring a bat. <laughs> you bring yeah, a bat. yeah, no, because your your gear makes you look like a cyberpunk like hell man. I look like no, genuinely. When I'm fully geared up, I look like a Hotline Miami character. Like I look like like if I had the bat, I just would be the. But yeah, I need to be careful because like I did last night on my like I want to talk about a few experiences that I've had riding the thing. I so I took it out on the roads for the first time last night, and within the first twenty minutes, uh, I got stopped by a cop. Um, the it happened almost immediately. Uh, the and he it was a very strange interaction. The like. Chat. I, I, said, I hate when I call them chat. Listeners at home. It's different with a podcast. I'm, I'm never used to that. Listeners at home, as you know, a cab. Fuck cops. The so like pretty much like when I interact with a cop, I do my best to just get out of it as soon as possible. Like I like so when I was talking to him, he comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, buddy," and I'm like, "Hey, how, how's it going?" And he's like, "What is that thing?" And I'm like, uh, "It's an electric unicycle." And and he says, "Shouldn't you be riding that thing during the day?" And I'm like. No, I got a headlight. I can see there's not that many cars out. And he's like, all right, don't try not to get hit by a car. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to tr- I'll try that. <laughs> the, and then I, I ride away. I ride away. And like all, all the while, while that's happening, I'm in the discord. I mean, I am in our discord server with like Gur, Balp, a few other people, Scorpy, the, and like Scorpy the whole time is using our fucking YouTube music bot to play like police siren noises in my ears, which is like stressing me out even more. And I'm like, I drive away and the first thing I'm like, I, the, I drive away from the cop and the first thing I say is Scorpy, fuck you, fuck you, man. The, 
uh, I'm sure he got a laugh out of it. And um, the and then so yeah, I drive another like 40 feet away or something like that. And then the cop turns around and comes back, and and he's like, "Hey, that thing's pretty cool." And I'm like, "Yep, that's why I bought it." And he said the dumbest thing: it has brakes and everything. Yeah, and I'm man. like, "Yeah, man." Yeah, I can stop. Could you imagine? <laughs> I need to. You can. You don't die when you accelerate on yeah. this thing. He thought it was like the movie Speed, where if you go under a certain uh, miles per hour, it'll just explode. Dude, why isn't that? Why isn't that Speed Two? I want to see Keanu Reeves on an electric unicycle that's going forty miles per hour, and if it stops, he blows up. That doesn't work though, because you would jump off of the fucking thing and just let it explode it fifty feet you. down the street. No, but then it blows up if you get off. Yeah, let it explode fifty down feet down the street. You jump off, and you'd already be so far away from it. Bro, it's like, bro, it's like a bomb that could like blow up a building. Yeah. It would like kill you, you. Still, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, I would avoid it. I'd simply jump behind a barrel. I'd get behind a tree. The so, uh, yeah. The rest of the, other than other than that encounter, the rest of the joyride was like super fun, and it was like a very cool vibe to just be riding around my town or out like around like midnight with like no one else there, just like talking to my friends. Like the motorcycle helmet does a very good job of insulating like the audio, like. They heard me pretty well. I could hear them perfectly. And that's where my point came in was here's this man. I had even brought this up. Imagine you're walking down the street. It's like fucking midnight. You're just out for a night walk and someone comes riding down the street right next to you, like right past you dressed like a fucking hotline Miami (laughs) character on a fucking electric unicycle. And all you can hear as they pass by is like mumbling about random shit. (laughs) I was like, man, nobody picks up these sticks. Who's pick- someone's pick up these sticks on the sidewalk? We have no infrastructure. Like, <laughs> you're just like a crazy person. Like something, something, something like that, or like, or like, man, Kirby Air Ride music is awesome. Was like the other thing I was saying because Gur was, I Gur was like, I can't play an Air Ride music. We we were using the music bot, and I was like, yo, like put on some, like put on some music. First thing Scorby does is he plays like the circuit, like the theme of the gladiators, the fucking yeah. And I'm like, no, you fucking bitch, don't do that because I like it too much and it'll distract me i was tooling around i was t- i keep for some reason whenever i'm talking about the unicycle i always say tooling around i don't know why you're turning into a 50 year old the you're aging people you're i don't like your new friends you hang out with <laughs> i was tooling around in the fucking in the knife around no i don't i i don't have a single friend on that forum i have i have there's there's nice people but i wouldn't call any of them my friends the uh and yeah, I was I was tooling around in this in this parking lot, and Gur put on like Gur was like, "Yo, I'm gonna put on fucking Kirby Ride City Trial music," and I was like, "Hell yeah, fucking!" It was it was riding around listening to that shit. It was awesome. And Gur was like, "I'm gonna get you killed by playing this music," <laughs> which is which is fine. I'm already skilled enough to handle that thing at its top speed. Which like I have a it's called a Gotway M103. It is a it's the smallest electric unicycle. Um, the it's not like bottom tier. Like there are some really shit old ones you can buy. It's pretty decent. It's top speed is like, I have the weaker version. Uh, so it's top speed is like maybe a little over 16 miles per hour. Um, the, which on its own, when you're just standing on like a platform, that's, and that feels really fucking fast. The wheels that I'm going to get in the coming months can go like 35 miles per hour, which like I am both scared and can't wait to experience what the fuck that feels like i think it's irresponsible to just have like a a clown tool that can go that fast <laughs> but then how do clowns get to work bro you know how fast a clown car goes they're only allowed to drive that in the circus arena <laughs> yo first 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 wayne radio tv electric unicycle stream is i'm gonna i'm gonna race a, a four clowns in a clown car with my electric unicycle, the that should be the next uh, 
what the fuck are those movies called? Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins. That should be the next Gremlins movie, man. A clown. I'll feed your clown after midnight. Uh, but yeah, that that joyride was really cool. Um, and then today I took it out, and the like this thing I am ninety nine percent certain that I I own the only one of these within like a, like a hundred mile radius because. The looks I've got and like the amount of people who like just point at me and are like, what the fuck is that? It happened so many times that I took it out today. I had some dude on a motorcycle, like go out of his way to pull into the parking lot that I was in, drive up to me and be like, what the hell is that? And I was like, and I was like, and I, and I, and I like, I yelled at him over the, the roar of the engine, electric unicycle, what? electric unicycle and he's like that's pretty cool and i'm like yep that that's what they say now but you're gonna get into like a frankenstein situation where people start getting scared of you and they they like they think that you're a monster they're gonna chase you out of town <laughs> with torches and pitchforks i was thinking like if i keep doing late night joyrides like the cops are gonna know who i am like i'm going to be like a regularly seen figure and like i wonder if i'm ever gonna get shit for it eventually the like I, I think it depends on if I ever get complaints or something like that. Because I'm not I'm not breaking any laws, you fucking cops. No, like, but like you look scary at night. I do look scary. I do look scary. I do it's I look cool too. But... Which is why you need to dress up like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I would get so many more complaints if I was riding around on the thing in clown gear. I'm not talking about like half ass clown gear. I'm talking full ass parachute pants, giant shoes curly wig red nose face paint clown i think if i rode my electric unicycle with clown shoes i would die i think that would get me killed like (laughs) have to learn (laughs) that's 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 day 40 shit i'm on day five leave me alone the uh but like i I was walking my dog i walked past a neighbor who i've never spoken to before who like walked out on their porch and was like i saw you on your scooter thing that was pretty cool and i'm like yo thanks like i'm like I'm a little local celeb now. The it's fucking it's fucking hilarious. And and today I I have a really funny little story. I there's this one street that for whatever reason everyone who has a dog on it just does not fence in their dog and every single one of the dogs is a little troublemaker. Like all of them. I've seen so many just loose dogs on that street and it's so hard to get them to go back to where they need to. But I rode down that road this morning on my electric unicycle and I saw just in, in, on the sidewalk, just walking down perfectly fine on the sidewalk was just this little shih tzu, totally unleashed, totally unsupervised. And I was like, God damn it. And I was like, and as I pull up, like there's this thought in my head, like, should I help it? Like, should I go up? I think I might know where this dog lives. And as I drive closer, I'm like, wait a minute. I am the sheep dog for this dog. And I drive, I drive up to the dog and I literally start talking about it. Like, Hey, where are you supposed to be? And this little shit like looks up at me. Like, what the fuck is that? thing? That's a man on a wheel. And like, it, it, like it, it immediately, like it doesn't look like particularly like terrified, but it immediately just looks at me like turns tail and just like, you know, that little dog trot where they're like, not like full sprint, but they're like moving as fast as they can without exerting too much energy. Like just trotting as fast as possible. And like, it like, I, I re I re I remembered where it probably lived and it was like running around in the front yard and I just kept like zigzagging back and forth going like you gotta go home. I'm not leaving until you go home. And eventually like it walked around in the backyard and I saw it go up to the porch and presumably through their dog door. The and I was like, I felt so good. I was like, yo, I just herded this dog. I was a shepherd today. I'm doing good with this. And then when I went to the parking lot later, the same thing happened. Another dog got off its leash, except this was in a much scarier place because the parking lot was right near a busy road. I didn't like save that one myself. But what I did was I was like, I went up to them. and was like, are you good? And what I did was I like, I drove the unicycle like by the road and just kept going up and down the road as like a wall. And the dog didn't approach me. The, so like, 
I am like this like weird high tech dog rescuer. I'm a public servant now. Cyber clown savior. Yeah, you know if the if the streaming Cyber thing never, savior. you know doesn't pan out, then you got yeah. Just the, just never bring that to like Boston because then you'll be known as like the electric unicycle idiot or something. <laughs> The, the electric unicycle moron. <laughs> no matter what, it looks cool. The the like there's like there's there's a huge community of people riding these things in like New York City. I'm certain there's a ton of people in Boston that ride them. No, I know there are. I watch a guy that's from Boston. The I'm you'll probably see one one day, and like it'll probably be the kind of thing where like you're only seeing it now that someone's brought it up to you. I will say I live in a in a city that would have something like that probably more than a lot of other cities. Never once in my life have I seen somebody riding one of them. I've never seen one either. And like when I brought this up to my relatives who were up on our trip, like before they even saw me get before they even got to see me ride it, they were like, yeah, we just saw a guy on one. And I'm like, no fucking way. I didn't even know this thing existed until a month ago. I didn't know this was a technology you could buy. I've seen people ride all sorts of things around the city and they always look, uh, like they're wasting their time. Yeah, as opposed to Baup who just walks everywhere like a moron. Look at this walking idiot. What does that mean? This is a vehicle. This this is a vehicle that is eco-friendly that can take you speeds at which like like cruising speeds that would be good for a city. Like they're amazing in city. No, that's just the uh, wait, you too good to walk? <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's fun as fuck. Balp is calling people out. If you don't walk everywhere, Balp thinks you're just a dumb idiot. Oh yeah, yeah. The next steps on my electric unicycle journey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, le- I gotta practice driving on like slightly busier roads. The like tomorrow, I'm thinking I'm gonna try to go get coffee on it. Um, the uh, which will be a lot of fun. I gotta learn how to ride backwards. Um. You know, like that's necessary for juggling. <laughs> Very important. Yeah, that's so. That's so far. I I have fallen off this thing, but I always end up stumbling. I've never like landed on my ass or like my. I wear a ton of gear, but I've like yet to actually hurt myself. Uh, usually, what happens is like I'll jump off, and the wheel will take a bigger hit than me. But that little thing, it's a trooper. It has taken so much damage, and it's like perfectly fine. It's all cosmetic damage. Um, the uh, and then uh, the like final frontier is like jumping. How do the, you if jump? you if you modify them by so the like what you do is they call them Kuji pads because there's a guy on YouTube named Kuji Rolls who like invented them. Essentially, what they are is like they're 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 like a, a thick layer of neoprene padding that you put on the wheel right above like. Not not above your toes, but like the center of your foot, right above that. And what it does is like it lets you get a grip on the wheel that you wouldn't otherwise have. So like you grip it, you 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 ju- you you, be- you buckle your knees and you jump and you grab that pad and you go up in the air and you take the wheel with you. If you jump off of it like without a modded wheel, you will just go up and your wheel will keep going without you and you will eat shit and your wheel will explode. <laughs> yeah, you'll die. But like when you. When you do that, it is such a neat skill to have because it, it means that, like, if you want to, like, transition from riding in the bike lane to riding on the sidewalk, you don't have to stop and, like, lift up the wheel, which is, like, what I would have to do now unless there's a ramp, which is what I've been, like, using for the most part. Um, but, like, they're doing crazy shit. Like, the, the videos in which he describes how to jump, he's, like, jumping over, like, small, like, man-made moats. Like, it's, like, crazy how much distance they're getting. And then the final thing that I will never ever do is riding downstairs. That's horrifying. And I will be fine. Not partaking. Yeah. That's like asking for your neck to be broken. Yeah. The, I've never seen anyone fall doing it, but that's because the people who do it are experts, but that's just like, no, I'll just, I'll just stop and go down the stairs. I think I'm good. 
yeah, I was gonna say to round out this this vehicle talk, I will say one last addition before we move on to the questions. I've been thinking about just getting like like a razor, like a like a regular ass basic non motorized razor scooter just to facilitate. Oh yeah, going down to the corner store because for the next two months I can't renew my license. Now is a razor scooter. Because whenever I think about using a scooter, it's not really efficient in terms of, like... It's not even remotely efficient. Force exerted to, like, distance traveled, I feel like, is worse than just about any option. No, distance traveled here is... The distance I'm talking about is far enough that walking sucks, but not so far that it would be more exhausting to use it. May I make a suggestion? No. My electric unicycle kick, like this, this, this thing that I'm doing, part of the reason why I'm doing it is because I've always had this desire to know how to rollerblade, but rollerblades fuck me up more than this electric unicycle thing, even though the electric unicycle is technically way more dangerous. I, there's, there's a, there's a video I saw a while back that like, like put this bug in my brain, like, man, one day you need to get really good at rollerblading where it was like someone rollerblading to literal jet set radio music and they jump on a fucking rail and start grinding. And I was like, holy shit, that would be so cool to be like a master at that. The, but like, I hate the idea of not being able to just like get rid of the wheels off your feet and just start walking. Like if you're on a rollerblade and and, like something goes wrong, your only option is to eat shit. You can't just like save yourself. And that's, that's what I was going to bring up is my, the, the route, the path that I would be taking is exclusively next to a busy road with a sidewalk that is barely wider than I am. So uh, eating shit in that situation would be uh, lethal. Now, a scooter reduces that immensely, even more than if I was to have a skateboard. Now may I make a, now may I make a observation? Uh, sure. I think you, the visual of you riding a child's razor scooter down to the corner store as a full-grown adult next to a busy street is probably <laughs> the funniest think, thing yeah. I've thought of in the last hour and a half of recording. I don't know if I don't know if they make unmotorized for razor adults? scooters that like like aren't. Yeah, I don't think they make those for adults. <laughs> I think you could only get an electric scooter. The which like why not an electric those scooter like that? Those are those those are cool. Bro, Razor Scooters for Tyler, who's like in eighth grade. <laughs> Tyler won't let me borrow his. <laughs> they're they're expensive because they're adult sized, girl. No, they're not. That is true. Mm-hmm. They're the exact same size. I worked with a guy who had one. I am all for Gur purchasing a child scooter and riding Whatever. it to the corner store. I will honestly. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shill the EUCs like for the rest of my life to you guys. Probably like you. Probably you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, let's say I end up. We end up all moving to a place we're pretty close together. I'll have that thing. You'll be able to see it, and I will want some of you to try it because it is like I'm on Razor's website right now. Uh, here's they filter. They filter ages <laughs> kids five to seven, and then they have eight to twelve, and then one that is specifically labeled teens and adults. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Like I said, I am all for this excursion. I think you should do it. I'll get one with the big wheels uh, so I can put, uh, I can attach a card on it so it sounds like it has a motor. Hell yeah. <laughs> That'll be so much fun. <laughs> can we all pick just like a weird fucked up mode of transportation and, and all decide? Like, Wayne can, ha- Wayne can have, have the his electric gang. unicycle. Gurr can have a razor scooter. I want to ride two hoverboards at the same time, but not one on each foot. I want one for my feet 
and one for my hands. So I'm like on all fours riding these two fucking like I'm like a, a like a dog on wheels. You were asking like the injury that you're gonna get there is like you're gonna lose your balls, man. Like you're gonna like fall and like it's gonna stretch you out and you're gonna land balls first on the ground. I want I want to be like that guy from Twisted Metal World between two giant Yes, bro. No, for real. If there was a community like the EUC community, but for like being Axel or whatever his name was from fucking Twisted Metal, I'd be on that. I would be on that. Um, I just have like a genius idea that I can't execute because I'm not an engineer. Uh, electric pole vault. How? What? What is that? How is that? Explain. Okay. So like instead, so you know, pole, um, at one end you have like a little wedge kind of thing with a motor in it, right? So you, you wedge that end into something, you activate the motor and it pole vaults for you. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But okay, okay. So how is that? How is that a method of transportation beyond just a single jump? You can like, can you? Would you be able to you can continue? continue? You can just replace it. <laughs> yeah. This is the dumbest thing. Hold on. Redescribe this to me. I need to. You're basically just pole vaulting, like over and over again. Yeah, and that's kind of. But imagine this. Like, you can if if it's an electric pole vault, then you can pole vault up. You can pole vault up without electricity, though. That's, like, the pole vault is used for the... The first thing you do is go up. You've essentially described something that says as equally, like, pointless as electric stilts. Electric stilts would be pretty fucking sick, though. I would totally do it. We were, we were asked to, distri- to describe fucked up means of transportation, so I, I don't... Uh, well, it has, still has to transport you, though. It, it takes you from one place to another, and I think it's fucked up. So I think I think that you should you should perish. <laughs> I feel like the 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 visual the visual of this gang of people is like you it, like my my thing is like weird but it's but it's very practical. I would be just like speeding up way ahead of you guys then turning back and seeing like Gur like pushing <laughs> off the ground like Trog on the ground like eating gravel as he like rumbles down the I road. I think I'm describing like, mine good. Oh enough. man. <laughs> hey, we're basically creating the vehicles for a Mario Party battle mini game. Yeah. We're like the coolest <laughs> RPG team. Like we like we are the RPG characters. We all have our own thing. Also, I'm a little insulted because Axel would be way faster than your electric unicycle. The only Actually, that's true. No, you'd have you'd have the speed of a car is the thing. Like The only drawback is if I make any mistakes, the wheels keep going, my hands get ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the thing the thing the thing is that like there's th- there's that downside and also I believe there's the the other downside that I believe that character in lore is described as in excruciating pain <laughs> at all times because that is a torture device. Well, that's the price you got to pay. I want to change mine from the double hoverboard. I've posted an image in the chat. The The people listening to this can't see this. So I'm going to try to describe this. Imagine if your body was a giant rollerblade just covered in wheels from top to bottom. That's what I want to be. I just want to be able to like start running and fall down. And it doesn't matter how I fall because there will be wheels underneath me that keep me going. Oh yeah, I see what like that's a legit thing that though. Is pretty cool. Like what is that? I don't know. What do they call that? There's like a rollerblade suit. Yeah. I want to be the rollerblade suit guy, but I want it to be motorized, so I just like I like a, I'm like a fucking transformer. I, I curl up and roll out. That's something that like 
in a Fast and Furious movie, Vin Diesel would be attacked by when he doesn't have his car. Yeah, there's like a there's like a squad of these dudes that have like <laughs> mini guns on their back. You know, I thought about it more. I've I sat and thought about it. I think electric uh, stilts would be more like pneumatic stilts, where you could like change your height at will. That'd be cool. That actually That'd would be, be pretty practical. Yeah, it's like oh, I got to get over this really tall fence. Let me just shrink one leg and extend the other. Step right over. <laughs> I've always wanted to try those, like, like we saw a bunch of, like, cosplayers using these when we went to PAX East. They're, like, pogo yeah. stick yeah, stilts are, that, like, have, like, the bend of, like, an animal's, like, hind legs. Like, those things look fun. Those things look like, I would love to try those. They they seem, like, not, like, they're thick. They're not, like, stilts, which are literally just, like, sticks. They look like they're actually, like, pretty feasible to get on and, like, maneuver yourself around and bounce around. They're what some prosthetics are 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 just those yeah i am looking at amazon for jumping stilts right now i think this is going to be my new thing that i get into is these fucking jumping stilts yo no if we if we are if we are rolling around if we're rolling around the streets of texas i'm on my euc you're on your stilts the thing is these stilts don't make you fast i would be slower on these like this would be like (laughs) me this is essentially me riding a pogo stick while you're on a like in a vehicle can I say I chose this this mode of transportation to get me like 500 feet away from my house? I'm not about to roll around town on this fucking thing. You should get a pogo stick. God, pogo sticks Lame. are expensive. This, this pogo stick is $150, and it's only for 14-year-olds. Sloan asks, podcast question, what are each of your favorite videos on YouTube that have under 1,000 views? Mm. Love, Sloan. You know, my memory's horrible, but I'm going to go look in my playlist that is specifically yeah. for stuff like this. Uh, new favorite, new favorite, Buff Dog. Um, that's, <laughs> a new, that's, a, yeah, that's a new one. It's just, a, it's like this 10 second video of this buff pit bull. Does that have less than 1,000 views? Uh, I'm, let me check. You gotta, you gotta meet that criteria, man. At, at the time of this recording, four hundred and eighty-two views. It is a buff dog, and it has like some bass boosted old McDonald, like, like old McDonald, like music over it. Old McDonald music, also known as the song "Old McDonald." <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one because most of my favorite videos that were were under a thousand, like, got popular after after the fact. So. Yeah, you know, I was looking for one, and I was like, oh, I know exactly which one I'd pick. But Green Goblin sound effect has, like, 4,000 views. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to say. It's like, my pick, my pick, and we're going to have to ignore that criteria because a lot of the time these things just go over. But my pick, 3.5 thousand views after nine years, Ice Cube, it was a good day, HD extended version. That's a pretty good one. Guys, guess what video has under 1,000 views? Zozo go boba boba. That video doesn't exist. You are making it up. It's fucking real. I'm I'm looking at it. (laughs) I don't know what you're looking at. It's not a real video. Make a zombie go boom, 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 boom. You can only watch (laughs) this video like a hundred more times and it no longer qualifies for this category.
<laughs> I know it's about to slip out. Um, oh, you know, what, you know, a video that just slipped out of the under 1,000 views chat is uh, I stay committed while you motherfuckers babysitting. That one is over 1,000 views, so that doesn't fall into the DXCV category here. The has like 7,000 7, views. I can't believe that yeah. VXCV has 7,000 views. VX, VXCV's famous. Yeah, I'm... I'm really surprised. This video, Don't Walk, has like 7,000. No way. Really? All those people walk it. That might be because of us. Yeah, maybe. It's probably because of us. Nobody else knew that fucking video existed before. See, we do we this to ourselves. Because I feel like we find videos that are like that, but then we show other people and ruin it. Yeah, hey, this sounds, like a, this sounds like entrapment. You're trying to get us to say these so you can go watch yeah. them and put them out of the category. It, won't, it doesn't ruin them, though. No, it doesn't ruin them. I'm just saying. Unless it becomes some big meme and it's blown out of proportion, it's fine. Like... How about around a thousand? Like just just like a very low view. I actually have a couple of killers that are low view. Well, well, two killers. basically. Uh, alien, alien rap, and sad song featuring Ging Gungus. Oh yeah, my god! Wait, is is alien rap the one that's like the one that's like uh, evoke the dark arts? The man is heap sauce. That one. No, I can't. I don't. I don't even know how to find that. Alien rap is like the negative. The video of the kid in negative, like whisper rapping with oh, yeah. uh, like a generic rock riff playing yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah. So the one that I was thinking about, I actually have re-uploaded on one of my channels somewhere where it was like a rap someone made where the lyrics were just like fucking bizarre. I, I the, the the lyrics are like spacemen, evasive action. You would watch out; they're coming for you. They got a lot of of fraction, and like and the the but the fine the the final the final line the final bar is master the dark arts. The man is heap sauce. I'll never forget that last one. I have to revise my answer because the closest thing to a thousand at one point four k, and Holly will back me up on this. Is Vegeta loves a hot sauce fee? Oh God. That fucking cracks me up so fucking bad. Wait, what is that? That sounds familiar. It's just, it's just like footage of Vegeta with like that fucked up weird fetish audio in the background. I'm like, oh yeah, hot sauce on these fucking southern feet. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets me in Holly every fucking time. Oh damn, Zabs has like 100,000 views. Well shit. Yeah, that video has some significance that we don't understand. It's not for us. Actually, no, maybe it, all, all the comments are... I, I don't know, because some of the comments are just a million emojis, like which is pretty typical of something like that. My Zaza has 11,000 views. Even my Zaza isn't safe. There's one I can think of that um, did have around 1,000 views at one point, but due to our meddling, uh, shot way, way above that. It's uh, Banjo Gyro. Banjo Gyro was fucking nothing before we found it. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, one of the moderators in the Discord, uh kevin kevin typed gyro into youtube and found a like a like a just a cgi animation like short film called banjo gyro it's the like most absurd shit um i've ever seen it's amazing it's incredible it's so it is fucking awesome and like i feel like it has influenced us in a lot of ways over the years the amazing aesthetic just some of the some of the most memorable iconic i feel like i can remember like i think my favorite part of banjo gyro sound design like i feel like i can remember every weird little synth noise like 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 whenever someone moves it's not footsteps it's like synth bubbling and like just it's so good every 
every single noise sounds like it could be used for like an alien abducting <laughs> you. Like it's oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. So that has a couple hundred thousand views now, but it's still fantastic. So check it out. We we found it. Yeah, we found it around like not. I don't even think it had like a hundred views when he found it. The and like we we found it and we shared it around a little bit and it got a little boost and then from there it got shared around a little bit. Back then when we found it, I, none of us were even remotely popular. Yeah, it was it was like around yeah. We were all children, basically. Practically. Real quick, I thought of one last one and I've shown it on like movie nights and shit. It's one of my favorite videos. It's literally titled Move Three Nine Seven Four Move like dot M O V and it's a video like some dude in his car like saying like Yo, we drove out here in the middle of nowhere. You better give us all. You better give us your money, or this baby gets it. And he's in his car with like his dog wearing like a ski mask, and he just pulls out like a little plastic figure of a of a of a fetus. It's just, it, I can't describe the video. Like I'd have to, I'd have to link it to you. We we should probably gather links for these videos so that we can like put them in the description so people can watch them. This is a question from Gwimble who says, "What is the absolute hardest a joke you've made flopped, either in its terribleness or its overall effort to enjoyment ratio?" On the flip side, what's the lowest effort joke you've done that's gotten the biggest reaction? I want to come that's out right, question. come swinging right out of the gates here. Uh, in recent memory, the worst—I don't even remember what the joke was. It was that bad, but then I. Wayne like let out it was when you let out the like most pathetic like fake laugh and I was like yeah, that wasn't that wasn't funny you didn't have to laugh yeah I don't even remember what he said it was it was so just like it, it was so pre- it was just the kind of thing that like he didn't even put like much thought into he just kind of said it, uh, it was just something I said in passing and then you're like <laughs> just just kind of a, like a passing like punny kind of joke and like and I was I think I was playing Fall Guys and I heard that and I was like in my head I was like well that sucked and I was like wasn't <laughs> and I like wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna like laugh or anything, but for some reason, like I was so focused on the game, I just went like ha ha ha. Like I just made the like the most like antagonistic, pathetic laugh. And Ger was like, eh, you know you didn't have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh jeez. And then conversely, the lowest effort thing that got that got a lot of laughter was when we were in Texas and uh, it was like me, Wayne, uh Log and Lauren in the car. And I just pointed at somebody. He's like, "Hey, we should run that guy over." No, you said you pointed at him and said we should kill that <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, like, oh, just oh, like we kill that guy. <laughs> I don't even think we were in a car. We were just walking around, and you said that. No, we like, were in the car. We were in the car. That's why the first thing I said was run him over. That's probably why not everyone knows it because we were split yeah, into two groups at that. the time. But you guys fucking like lost it. Is like what? <laughs> I just said we should kill a guy. It's all. I, this is a hard one for me. I can't remember the last time I fell flat with a high effort joke. I try, my brain probably blocks that shit out. Yeah. Traumatizing. Man, I, I, I've gone to the point where I'm such good friends with you all. I know all the, I know all the, the low effort buttons I can, I can push. The yeah. la, like, uh, this isn't. Oh, I have your answer. Do you have my answer? What is it? The for 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 Balb's low effort joke that got the biggest reaction. There was like I cannot remember for the life of me what the conversation was even about. But I was there. Mira was there. Maybe a few other people were there. But Mira and I remember this very vividly. And we were having some conversation about like playgrounds or something like that. And Balb just said in the stupidest voice. It just came out of nowhere. It made no fucking sense relevant oh, yeah. to what we were talking about. Balb just said like, "Hey, I've got some uh, imported monkey <laughs> bars here," that. and like. 
it made Mira and I laugh so hard. We almost passed out. We were like crying. Like it was just, I don't, and the, the, the fucked up thing is like to everyone listening, everyone's just like, what do you, why? Like, and I could not tell you, like, it was just, it was, it was, a, it was, moment, you had to be there yeah. kind of thing. It was in the moment. I don't even remember the context, but I will never forget it. It was just so dumb and out of nowhere. It killed us. I, I very vividly remember Mira gasping for air. I can't think of it. I, I feel like it's almost like a fear of mine where it's like, I feel like, cause I was thinking about this question in terms of like stream stuff that we've done. Yeah. I mean, for the high effort stuff, that definitely would be where that would come up into play. Maybe I'm going to jinx this here. We're going to have a real stinker in the future, but it's like, I feel like everything that we've put a, like a lot of effort into, I can't really think of anything that's like flopped. Like nothing, nothing that's flopped like yeah. hard. Where it's like, oh, nobody thought that this was funny. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, we usually have a good grasp on it. Like, we don't just throw shit out there. Like, we usually run it by with each other, and that means that if it isn't funny, it never gets in. I suppose. Like, we're pretty good about that. I can think of like technical fuck ups that have happened, but nothing that's like. Been- usually, that makes things funnier. Yeah, that's true. I'm, like, trying to think of, like, earlier streams. Like, I feel like pre-Gubgar, I didn't do a whole lot of, like, well, crazy like stuff, first, like, on like with my Twitch channel. That I can think of. That was, that was, like, six months in, and it was, like, the first, like, big higher concept joke that I did. The uh, culmination of an ARG. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I feel like... Like I, I've had more more things happen that are like higher effort that don't get a lot of attention, less so than like right, things like yeah. hitting. Because like I like some things I, I look I look upon with like very fondly, like the G thirty three Babel in, uh, initiative, which is a stream where I got a gorilla costume oh, yeah. and we set up and we set up an OBS scene where Trog and Balp were behind glass and were scientists examining a gorilla playing video games. It was a pretty like weird concept that was a little hard to pull off. I think it was pretty funny, but it was, it was like, it definitely was the not as well executed as it could have been because like, I don't think I gave a very clear idea to Trog and Valp, like as to like what I wanted you guys to do. So like, you know what? Legitimately, I forgot about that stream. So I think that's my answer. Like, that that stream, it wasn't like a flop flop, but it was like it's literally like out of all out of all the moments. bit streams we did, that's the only one I literally didn't remember being a part of until Wayne just brought it up. That has to be my <laughs> answer. I thought that one like it was good. It probably could have been workshopped more. Like we probably could have put more time. Like I think you're right. Me and Balp just didn't really have a lot of direction. You you like you had an idea of like all right, we're gonna have me in a gorilla costume playing like fucking apex legend and i was like that's kind of funny in concept but what am i supposed to do and it's like no i don't know just like talk about it oh like, yeah all right was a part of that too oh yeah no you weren't yeah it was <laughs> it was a part no of you it. weren't how are you a part of it oh wait no you and you you log i i forgot about logan see i'm forgetting things too logan Gur played apex legends with me as the gorilla which i also thought was a pretty funny idea literally the only time in my life i've played apex legends so I had a pretty clear idea in my head of like what I wanted it to be the like, and like I had this idea in my head of how Trog and Balp were going to act, but like, I didn't want to be too directive. So I didn't say anything. And then like, and then it just ended up like, I was just sitting there slapping the controller and they were just like, what do we like, what do we say about this? Yeah. It's like, 
We definitely needed more stage direction. I was like, I'm not sure what direction I need to take this in. I should have been a little bit more, a little bit more commanding with that. The, but it had, it had some, some very fun, funny moments, like such as like the controller kept unplugging. And like, there was a, there were a lot of good, funny moments with like you guys talking about me, like, Oh, he, he unplugged the fucking (laughs) controller again. He keeps unplugging the USB, the, uh, um, the like, and the funniest thing that happened, holy system with a banana. I remember that. Oh yeah. That was like, I, that was like the one, like the, like one other gag that I had in mind, which was like, I, I like fastened a hook to my ceiling, which is still there. I'm looking at it right now. And I tied a (laughs) banana around a very fine, like surprisingly sharp thread and like, and like hooked it up like to a, I'm sorry, but with with this app, I can hear every little noise Belt makes, and I apparently Belt like charges his laughs. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, it might not come through the final recording, but like when I when I know something is funny to Belt, this is not something I hear in person or in Discord. This mic here is just more sensitive. I just hear him go like, <laughs> he's charging it. He's it's like getting ready to laugh. He's charging it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it totally ruined me. The like so yeah, I tied a banana to a thread and I hooked it to my ceiling and I and I like fastened the hook on a heavy object and like at some point during the stream I was like, "All right, I I want you guys to give me like positive reinforcement, like drop a banana into my cell." And like so at some point they did that and like I was the only one. I'm only I'm only the only one at my place for like physical help ever. So like when you said that, I had to like stick my leg off camera and like kick the book so that the banana fell. And like and the banana, it's crazy how quickly a banana gets <laughs> gross once it's like open. Like because by tying the thread, it squeezed the banana and caused an opening. So the banana that was perfectly fine like the hour or two before the joke actually happened when I set it up came down gnarly and black and disgusting. <laughs> like, yeah, it, right. it was bad. That's it was fucking bad. And I think like, I, I legitimately forgot I was that that even happened. Like give me a brain blast. <laughs> it's on the bots channel. If you're hearing this and you're curious, it's still a good watch. Even if it was kind of messy. The funniest thing that happened in the stream though, was uh, my, I, I was using a DS4 controller hooked up to my computer. For some reason, the back, I don't know if this is still a thing, but back then, uh, the, the, the native input when you press the PS button on a DS4 controller, it commands media programs. For whatever reason, it start, it, like if you, if you have like an MP3 player open or something like that, it will, it'll start playing a sound. And for that stream, I, I had FUBAR open, which is my media player of choice. It's very bare bones, very simple, but I didn't have my music open. I had my sound effects tab open. And at the time I was doing, I had previously done a joke involving Sora and Kingdom Hearts 2. So I accidentally hit the PS button and we're doing this bit. And all of a sudden you, you just hear Sora go, Donald, Goofy, fire, like Aladdin. (laughs) And I'm like, and I like, my jaw in the gorilla costume dropped and I started laughing so hard. I was crying and we had this like, and you got, I don't think you guys could hear no, it. Couldn't. So like all of a sudden, all of a sudden I'm just like sobbing. And we had this like signal. If I put my hands on my head, that means you need to cut to break because I couldn't talk because I was a gorilla. And like, they're like, I think the monkey's crying. <laughs> like, it was just, 
<laughs> it was such a good moment. It was so weird. Yeah, because neither me nor Balp had stream audio. So we didn't know what the fuck. So we just like didn't react to this bizarre <laughs> scenario that just happened because we had no context. We, 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 that was some sloppy oh, production on our part. We, we've learned growing it up pains. since then. That was the early days. That was also like I was still like I, I'm I'm always figuring out the kinks of my fucked up green screen setup and oh, like yeah, that one. Oh, you fucked like, it up every. I, I had it like there 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 was like there was like I was sitting on the floor, so that's extra prone to fuck ups. I had the green screen like there was a nail in my wall that like a painting used to be hung on. I had the green screen like pushed into that and then like clothesline clipped onto that. It was the worst setup. I've now figured out that I literally just use duct tape and I tape it to the ceiling and that's more effective. The, um, but the fucking, like, I would just like sit wrong and all of a sudden, like the green screen would fall and you would just see this like pile of boxes in the corner of my room. And you guys are just like, the gorillas opened up a hole in the void. There's been a a breach. It's funny in hindsight during the actual performance, it probably could have been funnier, but it's funny to think about how fucked up it was. I don't know, like, all of my all of my high-effort stuff is just, uh, gather you power. Um, Hard to tell if any of the jokes land or not in that, in that sense. Yeah, you don't get that immediate feedback. But I think your humor in that lands. There's definitely some stuff that genuinely made me laugh out loud. And I mean, like, I, it's not like I have that big of a viewership in the first place. So, like, if anybody goes out of their way to talk about anything in that, that's, like, that's, like, shocking. I think a joke... I just, I just want to compliment you. I think a joke could gather you power that still sticks with me. I might be, I might be miswording it, but it was like one of your side characters saying, "I'll make you wish the circus was never born" or something like that. That was the main character. That was Cube himself. Cube said that. Yeah. Well, you, I remember the line. Now <laughs> who said it? So that that one, that one was good. I felt good about that one. But one that I was like, for whatever reason, I thought people people will like this one a lot because I like this one a lot. Um. I had just like a, like a guardsman standing in front of a of like a a cart with filled with bags of money, and he was counting. So he was kind of like nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Those are my three favorite numbers. And there's twelve bags of money in the cart. Okay, yeah, I remember that gag. That's like that was a good one. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's perfect, but. Yeah, nobody really said anything about that one, so I don't know. <laughs> you, what you're going to have to learn is that the subtle stuff always goes past people's heads. But, it, like, even if it doesn't make people, like, laugh out loud and be like, oh, that part was so funny. Like, if it's subtle, it adds to, like, it's just, it's this, like, procedural, like, you're just stacking up. You're getting this long-term, like, charm, like, that people will look back on and be like, yeah, yeah it's a very charming comic, even if certain things didn't get the gut busts going. Perhaps. I don't think anything has been, like, a flop, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what. That's where my anxieties lie. I feel like we're overdue. Nah, nah. Oh well, we recover. I've had flop streams, but that's not the same. Like, I think the best return on investment was playing as uh, Joni in your um, AI adventure call. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was like I didn't have to try very hard at all for that one. <laughs> we like you knew you knew exactly what you were doing, and we gave you the right prompt. The fucking the, the sheep shearing quest. The stars aligned for that one. It was perfect. This question is from Wowie Wow Wow. Uh, they ask, oh. and, and, and and like the first half, I can just answer because this I already know the answer. But there's this interesting second half that we can kind of expand on. 
Did any of you have any theatrical training prior to becoming streamers slash before getting into Twitch? If so, are there any fun theater games you wish were uh, you wish were possible to practice at the moment? So the answer is no. I, I, like theater games? What's a theater game? <laughs> I'm not a theater kid. Kind of like games that you would uh, kind of play with other like performers to like get in the mood of like doing improv or just like acting. I, like, do any of us have theater experience? The answer is no, right? I did theater in high school. I was, was going to say Log and Holly did. I was in theater in middle school. Yeah, but, like, for me, no. I don't think, like, Wayne, did you have any? I have never done anything like that. And and that's the thing. Getting into this, getting into streaming, like, that side of things was not something that I ever thought I was going to evoke. I've never considered myself in the past to be, like, a good actor and never thought that was something that I was going to like pursue. But then as it went on, that ended up being a huge part of it. And like, and it turns out we're all pretty okay at it. Like I wouldn't say we're like all amazing actors or anything, but like, I think to expand on that, the second half of that question, like, are there any games that you play? Like I can answer that one because I never got into theater because I was too shy of a kid back then. Uh huh. But because of all the Who's Line I watched, there were so many things that they would do on Who's Line that I wished that I had friends would do that with me. I mean, here's the thing. That'd be fun. We do kind of do our, like, what I was going to say was we do kind of do our own version of that. We're like, like, yeah, we don't do theater. But, like, when it comes to comedy, like, aren't we just, like, as a group of friends, aren't we just always trying to make each other fucking laugh though like it's improv without it being like forced and annoying because it's just like what we do the like we are like the evil shung like we are like the evil shaolin monk lotus temple monastery of comedy like it is like like we are we are always trying to make each other laugh it is always like on site like there's no no rules it's like oh i'm a i'm trying to make i'm i'm trying to make him laugh today oh wayne just got stopped by the cops let me play police (laughs) siren mp3 in the group chat like the fucking it it is it is literally non-stop 24 7 anytime we are with each other that's what's happening i guess that's true like when you would be driving home from work and i would play the fucking audio clip i designed of you to be like oh my name is wayne oh shit and the car crash (laughs) yeah the fucking and like and it really it is the equivalent of like shaolin monks of the temple like like making their children like hang from tree branches by their toes and like and now the adults developing iron egg skill, like just constantly like putting themselves through these fucking trials and tribulations. Like we don't play any like explicit, like we don't do any like routines, but like we, we, we know how to make each other laugh and we're good at like being very snappy because like we are just constantly like every, like even the people who aren't usually like appear on streams, like we are constantly just trying to make each other laugh. It's like kind of, it's you. It's special. Let me. It. I think so. I would like to sit us down one day and like do a, like a handful of things like that. Like like one of the like uh like uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Where it's like oh it's everybody says one word to form a sentence or you go back and forth between oh, like God. two people. Just real theater class we did shit. That. The I mean that actually I've always thought that was fun. But like we did that. There's a Jackbox game that was just that word spud, like in the first Jackbox game, and it was very fun. I'm thinking, I just think back to the types of games that we would play whenever we were doing um, basically like any production in high school. And really, like, all that stuff was just to um, 
help you like get into sync with other people and like break the ice, I guess. But it's 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 just not really necessary for this group, I'd say. Yeah, the icebreaker ones, no, because we're already the ice. There's no ice to be broken. I already know these people like a book I've read a thousand times. It's really the fact that anytime we do any of the like big production things, or even the smaller stuff, just anything that's like a concept, we don't write. Like we don't, we just don't. Like we we are not in the habit of writing anything down, basically. I think I think I think another thing that like I like about us when I when I said that we were like okay at acting like we ended up being okay at that I feel like the fact that we're not perfect adds to it a lot because we all something that we all as a group think is very funny yeah. fuck ups when things go wrong it's fucking hilarious and like like that can that can be a technical difficulty or it can be just someone like saying something wrong or just like not knowing what to say like we thrive on each other's like yeah. failure but I'm saying that in the in the in the fact that it's like like we don't do improv games. We just like technically like almost any concept stream we do is improv just by the fact of like, well, we're not going to take the time to like write down jokes beforehand. We're just going to come up with them on the spot like that is just technically improv. Mm-hmm. You forge it, you forge them in fire, like, it's funnier, like, than if you pre-write it. What we do do, like, what the plan that we do do is we usually give ourselves, like, a good jumping, we, like, we give ourselves a good, yeah, jumping off point to, like, facilitate it, and then we just kind of, like, hit the ground running. Like, for instance, with the Game Clam thing, like, we, we, like, Scorpy wrote up, because he directed that one, Scorpy, like, had a Google Docs that just had a, a an outline of, like, all right, Wayne's going to talk about this, then we're going to play these videos, then Wayne's going to talk about this. And we talked about jokes, like, the day of beforehand, but we didn't, like, like, nobody is ever reading off of a script or anything like that. The one script in AI Adventure Call that I had was, like, I pre-wrote the little, like, limerick I said at the intro, because I can't come up with something like that on the spot, and if, and if I do, it'll be, like, really bad. <laughs> like, and you know what? There was one time Scorpio made something where Wayne was reading a script, and Wayne fucking up was added into the... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Later. That doesn't really count, though. That wasn't a stream. That was for a project. No, like. that was... But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Scorpio's projects are pre-written, but that's a totally different thing. Like Scorpio's the only one of us that will write things, like, at all. That really says that, like, hey, here's a pre written thing, and he added a fuck up to it. Yeah. And then made it so much better. Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to break the ice if you're, uh, I've already been friends for more than a decade. So I have a, I have another question real quick. This one's an easy one. Well, it's not so much an easy one as it's like more on the jokey side, but it got me thinking as soon as I read it. Jimmy Fingers in our Discord asks, how do you feel about Best Buy dates on food? And, I read that and I was like, well, I mean, it's important, right? But they make me mad. They make me mad because like if if I have food that is past the best buy date, the like I will sit there and like just fucking like introspect for like three minutes, staring at the food, smelling it, inspecting it and just being like, I, can I, I don't can I eat this? Like, it's like two days past the thing. Like. It just, it, it annoys me. I wish there was, like, a better way. You have to have some logic about it. There's certain things that you know after a while. Yeah. Like, if it's if a date on there says it expires at that time, for certain things, yeah, immediately just fucking get rid of it. Other things, that thing's probably still good for another month. It, it, make, it makes me mad sometimes with, like meat like like lunch meat like sometimes it'll be it'll be like it'll be a like past the expiration date but like 
It like smells fine. Like like the give the give with meat sometimes is not the smell, but it's like if there's like it's slime. If it's like slime, if you yeah, like meat, I feel like always smells like farts regardless. So the thing is, is like the 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 slime test fucks me up because sometimes lunch meat is slimy from the start. Not like super slimy, but like a little bit slippery. Like it's just a little bit wet. Like if you buy like deli cut like cold cuts, you get some of that. There there's a point where it's obvious. There's a point where it's obvious and you need to throw it away. If it's, like, congealed, you just fucking get rid of that shit. I think I take the opposite approach as you, Wayne, in which I find the Best Buy date a comforting reminder of, like, I I get anxious whenever it's before the Best Buy date, but, like, close. And then, like, once it hits the Best Buy date, I'm like, all right, cool, it's done. Like, I, I take this as law so that I don't have to have that moral conundrum of like, should I throw this out? It's like, Oh, it's past the date. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to check. I'm just going to throw it away. It's, it's out of my hands. Father time has taken this pack of ham from me. I mean, does that motivate you? Does that motivate you to be like less wasteful and not buy food that you're not going to eat? Like, Oh hell no. What the, what the <laughs> fuck, man? You got to be better. No, it makes me feel worse actually. Cause then I, I like, I check my fridge. It's like, ah, I got to throw all this shit away. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't eat. Why did I think it was a good idea to buy three cartons of eggs? When was I ever going to eat this? Three cartons of eggs. Damn. You go to the grocery store and it's like, oh yeah, I'll need all this stuff and I'll make so many cool meals, but then it just comes around to it and it didn't happen. And then you just have order burritos again. Yeah. That's every time I buy food, I will buy like so much shit. I'll buy so much shit. And then like an hour after I've put it away, I forgot that I just got it. It happens to me, especially like, cause I still don't have my own place. I'm, I'm barred by the pandemic from having one at the moment. Like where like I'll buy things to make my own dinner and like then like the days where I want to make it like someone else is using the kitchen and I like yeah. don't there's nothing more that I hate than trying to use the kitchen at the same time as someone else. That's exactly why I rarely cook for myself as I'm in the exact same situation is like, oh, today I want to make like that jambalaya. Yeah, I'll go out there and every like all the dishes are dirty already. There's somebody out there already making something. It's like, oh, I guess I uh, can't wait to have my own kitchen. Oh, you know, I'm going to do the craziest shit in there. The problem I have is I'll get something. I'll put it in the freezer. I'll determine, okay, today's the day that I'm going to use this. So the day, the night before, I take it out of the freezer, put it in the fridge. And then that day, I take it out, and it's still frozen. You got to put it in warm water. You got to put it in two days in advance. It's just a, it's a load of shit. They they tell you to do one thing, but the, the way the, there's a universal way to unfreeze it. And they always tell you otherwise. It's, it's just stupid. Something about that just tickled me so bad. Just Log being mad that meat didn't unfreeze and calling it a load of shit. They always tell you to thaw it out in the fridge, but thawing it out in the fridge takes so long. It takes too long. Yeah, I hate thawing food. That shit sucks. Like, whatever, just take it out and just put it on the counter four hours before, and then it's good. No, like, if you but get something I try like to play by the rules. Put it in a warm, a warm bowl of water. Did it? Uh, not hot but warm i don't have a good bowl for this keep it in your mouth do you have a sink i'm not gonna put it in the sink oh my god don't complain um what do you think i'm gonna do just put it in just at the bottom of the sink yes you plug the sink set the meat in there put in some water and let it thaw gross oh my god there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that i know my way around it and i come through at the end 
I think we're I, we're talking about defrosting meat now. Yeah, and this, this shit's over. This shit's over. Yeah, I think maybe it's. I think it's time to fucking mercy kill this goddamn podcast already. Yeah, whatever you make your make your decision. All right, how we talk about? Uh, I just got this new uh, fruit wash. Yeah, come on, man. I spray the fruit and it gets all the pesticides off. I. I've been separating the darks from the brights in my washer. Nobody does that anymore. Let's do an outro where we each say one word at a time. Let's go me, ger, trog, log, belt. Okay? All right. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> Gosh, shit. That's good, but we, can, we, have to pl- we have to do our plugs. That was good, but... I yeah let's let's do the plugs and we'll do this okay so anyways uh you know uh, it's been three months and the question it never stops arising we don't know where to begin these podcasts but we always know how to end them this uh if you want to ask us a question for the next where do we begin podcast you can either join the Wayne Radio TV Discord that's discord.gg slash Wayne Radio TV I believe we have that link now um. The uh, or you can email us at where do we begin QA at gmail.com. Uh, the and we will take your question and we might read it. There's a lot of them these days, but yeah, and we pick the best, most interesting ones, mm-hmm. like best buy yeah. date questions. The fucking grab bag. <laughs> uh, if you want to see more of what we're doing outside of the podcast, the uh, we have an entire Twitch team. Uh, you can find me twitch.tv slash wing radio TV. Uh, the, uh, that's where a lot of the bigger productions go on. We talked about like the AI adventure call stream and the, the gorilla stream, <laughs> Great but gorilla everybody stream. doing something. Ger, what are you doing these days? Uh, everywhere you can find me just by searching master Ger, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, like all of it. Same thing for me, except it's Balp, B-A-A-U-L-P. I just put out a new video last week, the second episode of my talk show. Uh, maybe I'll get a real talk show one day, but until then, I have to make one in my living room. Um, and yeah, I also have started streaming on Twitch pretty regularly, uh, Tuesdays through Fridays. And uh, yeah, more content. Follow me on social media for weird, funny stuff. I have a Twitch channel as well. Uh, it is twitch.tv slash TR0G because Trog was already taken. So I, I had to do a zero. Maybe someday I can a get damn the shame. URL. Give Trog his name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many viewers or subscribers I need to steal somebody else's name, but let's try to get me there. Maybe I can get enough to do it for you, like to get it. <laughs> and then I'm also on Twitter, uh, and that's Trogort, T-R-O-G-O-R-T. It's like a little palindrome. Um, yeah, I, I stream. We all stream. Everybody streams nowadays. Sometimes video games, sometimes crosswords. I think it's twitch.tv slash team. Is it, it's either team or teams slash WRTV. You it can is. see the entirety yes. of the Radio TV Solutions team. All nine of us, including Moopy. Uh, but anyways, uh, how about, about we do our little log thing? Let's uh, log, you do that oh, wait, every what? time. Ah! Observe Logmore on Twitch. And Log Blaster on Twitter. There are many mysteries to be found. One way or another, you'll find out about Gathery Power and how to reach it. It's pretty easy to get to it. You can figure it out.
Wow, great plug. Use your hints. You can. There's there's multiple paths you can take that come to this ending. Type promo code gather ye power into Go Google. Go to kellogs.com to get an exclusive and start from there. Get an exclusive coupon to gather ye power for free. Cool. Check it out. All right, guys. Thanks for party time. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you said it? All I heard on my end was it. All right, say say it again. Say it. Okay. So it was it was it was thanks guys for the party time. It was thanks guys for party time. It was it never party time? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe improv games However. are fun. All right. However, uh, say so you have to say you have to start it again because. However, we haven't partied. <laughs> Sorry, I I did past tense there, Bell. Not grammatically correct. I did past tense there. Times, times. <laughs> <laughs> Will scream loud. Oh, well, you, you did it backwards now. Asparagus <laughs> sauteed. Time. <laughs> Time. <laughs> this this sucks, man. Let's go.